whenever you need sports. Sports conference. Tune in to the nosebleed seats. That was the most exciting thing to happen tonight. Join Zach Wolfchuck, Zach Babb, and Eric Giafalo as they take you through the top stories of the week and beyond. I don't know who the hell that is. It's time for the nosebleed seats. There's not much that gets me more fired up. It's about that time for some nosebleed seats to show everyone can afford to listen to. I am your host, Zach Wolchuk, alongside my co-host, Eric Giafalo. Sup? And our very brave and talented producer, the great Zach Bam. Yo. How's everyone doing? Have a good weekend? It's different this week. No guest. Oh, yeah. It's weird, kind it's weird, of. Huh? I'm a little, uh, I'm a little nervous. Are you? You're nervous being with me? Well, (sighs) with no one in between us. Yeah, with no one in between us like this. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's different. Yeah, no, it's like it's just us now. We haven't done this since the first episode, so it's it's exciting, but it's nerve wracking. I hope we're, I hope we're good. I hope we're okay. Episode number six with nobody, no one special. It's just us. No special guests. It's just your homegrown friends here. Shout out, to, space. shout out to Kennedy last week, though, man. I got such good feedback on him last week. He was fantastic. He was. Loved he knows it. his stuff. Yeah, he does. Very well. Kennedy is on dub of his basketball, and I got great feedback as well. And we appreciate all the feedback we've gotten. Any love y'all want to throw our way at Twitter? At Zach Wolchuk, at Giovallo Sports, at Babosphere. We'll take it. Don't forget, go like our Facebook page, Nosebleed Seats Podcast. I redid it a little bit, updated some stuff. Nice. Because I realized, like, I'd plugged that. I'd plugged, hey, go check out our Facebook page. But the about and the information on there was, oh. Really? It didn't even have me and Bab on there, did it? No, it didn't. Gosh, you jerk. It was just you. It was me and Johnny P.O.P., my old partner. Whoever that is. He's now a firefighter in Grand Prairie. Snagging all the ladies. Nice. But yeah, maybe one day we can do a throwback and bring him on. We'll see. It'd be cool to have a firefighter on. Bring him, into, bring him back into the bedroom, really. Yeah. Inside the bed, under the sheets. Nice. That kind of did deal. That could be fun. I've never met him. I'm always down for new experiences. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Um, but definitely, we've enjoyed having guests. And I think two weeks from now, because we're not going to do a show next week, and I was going to wait to break that sad news at the end of the show. I know. It is pretty unfortunate. Why, Walchick? Why aren't we having a show next week? Are you going to party for spring break? <sighs> yeah. I mean, I'm going to South Africa. Really? Mm. Why South Africa? Some charity work? <laughs> they wouldn't take me. No, uh, my gr- family actually is from South Africa. I was the firstborn American. Whoa. In the family. Okay, I've known you for like two years and I didn't even know this. Yeah, I'm a full-fledged, plet- what, fledged. Wait. 100%. <laughs> Are you a, what is that like being a Caucasian South African American? Oh, it's weird because growing up, you know, my parents really were African-American. Yeah. So, yeah. So, by definition, your family is African-American. American. Well, South African-American. I am be. a second-generation African-American. But you're Caucasian. I'm very white. And that was exactly what I got every time in school. Oh, your parents are from South Africa, but you're not You're not black. You're You're white. And I had to explain, yeah. Believe I'm it or not, um, especially in South Africa, there are, there are white people. That's kind of what happened with apartheid and all that stuff that happened. White settlement. Yeah, so I was, I've never been though. I've never been back. I've heard growing up. The homeland? Up, 
I've never been back. Uh, I've heard lots of stories from my grandparents, my parents. Uh, unfortunately, the reason we're going, though, this time is my grandmother passed away. No. Yeah, she passed away back in September. So this isn't a vacation, really? No, not really. Not really. It's um, We're going for the tombstone unveiling. So we weren't able to go for the funeral because it's expensive to fly over. But my dad found some cheap tickets, affordable at least, and um, he was able to get off work. Taking the family, we're going for a week. So I'll be gone Wednesday to Wednesday. I leave next Wednesday. Supposed to arrive at 1 p.m. the following Wednesday. So I got to hopefully that all works out. I'll drive back to Denton, maybe get a couple hours of sleep in. Sure. I don't know how that jet lag will work out. We'll find out. It wasn't too bad when I went to Israel over the summer and came back. So, uh, yeah, we'll do a show two weeks from tonight. So a Caucasian South African American Jew. Jew, yeah. And believe it or not, Zach Walchick, ladies that's and gentlemen. like five labels we can put on you. It's a lot. I mean, I'm all over the place. That's how I relate with so many different people. I'm like Dak Prescott. You know, Dak Prescott said he relates well with just white people because he's half white, you know, and then his mother relates well with the minority groups as well. So I feel like I can just relate with everyone. Yeah, man. We are the world. Exactly. And you are the children. We are the people. But overall, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for that. That'll be fun. I don't yeah. really know what to expect. I'll see a lot of uh, cool sights. Where my parents grew up, see some family friends of them, and hopefully I'll have some stories to bring back and tell. But I think we're going to have Kyle Yeomans, who's the voice of Highland Park Athletics and also the host of Mean Green Game Day, which is a pretty cool show that's been uh, started off here at North Texas. I'm trying to fight back a burp right now. I was going to say, are you okay over I'm there, I'm like dude? trying to fight back some gas. I was like, I, I was going to jump in and yeah, save you, but Yeah, because I'm like wanna... making faces, but uh, I, need, I need to burp, but it's not coming out. It's Just gassy? I don't know. I, yeah. What did you have for dinner? Don't ask. Oh. It wasn't McDonald's. I was about to say, you dog. No, it wasn't. I know that's what you were thinking. It was... Um, I bet you had a Big Mac, didn't you? <laughs> that might that might come up later. <laughs> we're going to try some new stuff tonight. Since it's just us, we don't have a guest host. We're going to do our... As you can see, clearly, we're going to be our normal, just general conversation. Whenever the hell comes into our minds, we're going to throw it out there and talk about it. But we're going to talk a lot about some individual segments we're trying to unleash. So yep. I've got one. We're not sure what we want to call it. Getting weird with Wolchuk or weird times with Wolchuk. Weird bleep with Wolchuk. Just weird stuff going down. Stories that I find and just it's really the headline that got me this week. Yes. And we'll go into that a little bit later. The name of that's interesting, though. We got to figure that out. Yeah. And, and, and listeners, you can send us some ideas on Twitter. Please do it because we're trying to figure it out. I don't know. Let's, let's get wacky with Walchick. Wackero Walchick. Wacky times. Wackeroni with Walchick. Wackeroni. I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. Yeah. But we're still we're still figuring it out. But we're gonna we're gonna run the segment today anyways. We have a pretty awesome story, right, Walchick? We do. Is it's it a glitter cannon school? <laughs> what was that? Play it again. I like glitter cannon school. <laughs> Yeah, stuff like glitter. All right, we've so, got a cool story. It actually does involve the Big Mac and a private region. That's a nice little tease. Eric's got a cool uh, combine-related game he wants to play. It's gonna be fun. Hopefully, so, we'll yeah. see. Hopefully, this stuff works, man. We're gonna we're just trying this stuff out live on air. We'll see how it goes. I'm excited. We'll see. We're gonna talk combine. We'll talk a lot about Romo and his impending release. We'll talk about the free agent forecast and all kinds of stuff. But you know, starting off the show, we like to kind of just talk about. You know, what have we done? What what went on this weekend? So, um, Eric, actually, you had some fun towards well, the end of last week, I think, right? If that's what you want to call it. 
Sounded like fun. I'll be honest with you. I had a lot of fun until I went back and listened to what it was. Yeah. So uh, basically last Thursday, I had to call, uh, do my first play-by-play. It was a mock play-by-play, so I wasn't on air. Thank heavens. Because uh, that would have been awful. But basically for our sports broadcasting class that Bab and I are in, we have an assignment where basically at any point during the semester, we just have to have to turn in a play-by-play that we've done. So you basically just sit by yourself in the stands at some mean green sporting event and call the game into your phone. So it's the first play-by-play I've ever done. Well, for Bab, it's like professional. Yeah. He's pulling one of his, you know... 50 games that he can choose from, from the Denton ISD football games, the Denton ISD basketball games, whatever solo work he's doing on the side. Yeah, he's not playing it. He's not doing this homework uh, into his phone. He's just going into the archives, picking whichever game-winning shot. We played one just a couple of weeks ago. I mean, he, I'm sure, you, Bab, you've been doing this forever. And Walchick, too, both of you guys. I'm envious of you. Yeah, Bab and I got to, I mean, we got really close because we were play-by-playing color Yeah, this past year for football, as we've talked about, and then the year before, Bab was also a part of our Denton ISD team as our spotter, but he had already done a bunch of play-by-play stuff at, in Cyprus where he grew up at, for his local high school. So Shouts out he was, Cyprus. He was just waiting, waiting for his chance for old Nemec to get the hell out of the way. Couldn't wait. So yeah. he could take over. You just kicked him right out of the window, didn't you? Right off the yeah, ledge. Yeah, more or less. It's all right, Bye, you're, you're good at what you, you're good. You're good at what you do, both of you guys. Um, Thanks. We'll see next week. I, I don't I don't want to bring up the lacrosse stuff too much because as I oh, yeah. I talked about last week, I put myself out there. I plugged. I was like, look, I'm looking to try and get a gig in a booth where I can do some talking football or lacrosse or basketball, whatever it Bad might be or whatever it is. Turned out all yeomans. Uh, he gave me the call, pulled me up, said, look. Called your first lax game, baby. Yeah, I need a color guy for some lacrosse. And not only was it lacrosse, it it's was called lax. Highland Park lax, which it's was lax. like the best lax. I know, Bab, you and I have, we got better feelings towards Highland Park. I had to put that to the side. And honestly, it's a beautiful facility. All the people there were really, really cool. And their lacrosse team is awesome. They oh, okay. are so good. Dude, essentially, the two Alexanders... They're uh, the running back that had like four touchdowns. That was the third string that stepped up due to injury. He's a stud. All three of their starting linebackers are on the team that are all just studly. So their whole dominant football oh, team yeah, just half, also plays lacrosse? Half of their state championship team is on the lacrosse team. It's nuts. Well, when we bring Yeomans in in a couple of weeks, I cannot wait to ask him how you did. And uh, maybe we can maybe we can bring some audio of maybe. that. Maybe. Show, show, show off your good skills. Show off your really good skills in your first lax game. Yeah. That'll be good. But, uh, I mean, yeah, so anyways, for, for my weekend, so I'm calling this game, uh, and we, we decided, you know, why don't, we, why don't we play and take a dive in? Because I didn't know, again, guys, this is my first play-by-play, play, and I'm doing it for Mean Green women, women's basketball. Women's hoops. Which means nothing. Better than the male. Yeah, no, they're better, yeah, they're better yeah. than the men's team, but at the same time, I just didn't know, I didn't know who I was really talking about. You know, I, I'm, I'm struggling. It was bad. So... We thought it would be a fun idea because, you know, a couple weeks ago, Bab, we played his game-winning shot. It was awesome. Such a good call. Way to go, Bab. You're great at what you do. Kennedy comes in last week and uh, puts on a great performance. My gosh, that call, that was phenomenal. Kennedy, you deserve another round of applause Kennedy's for that. color was great. And I felt, man, it honestly put a burden on me because I'm thinking, like, this is what these people are expecting. Kennedy's Dominance. high-octane Incredible. energy. He burned it down, and Both I don't have legs, that. Like man. I don't have that when it came to lax, but it's whatever. all right, man. So you though, my friend, 
gosh. You took it up another level. I've gotten to hear a little bit of this. Bab, we might have a run for our money here. This is really, I'm, yeah, I'm really good, guys. I'm really, really good. Bradley inbounding the ball to Warren. Warren at the top of the key for the mean green. Dribble, dribble, dribble. 15 seconds left on the shot clock. Warren to Kreiner. Kreiner dribbling, wasting too much time. No ball movement. Ellison gets the screen. Kreiner tries to squeeze it into Ellison. Can't do it. Turnover. Interception, Micah Jones. Out to Brown. Brown gets the easy right-handed layup. Poor transition defense. Poor offense. Okay, stop it right there. <laughs> First off, God dang it, that's bad. The enthusiasm. Like, you can really tell Eric wants to be there. <laughs> he's loving what he's watching. I had no idea I was so lifeless during that. I didn't even realize it. But what made it better was how you just call him out, man. Poor defense. Poor offense. <laughs> They suck. Kreiner with another turnover. Yeah. Kreiner with another turnover. Dribbles, dribbles. <laughs> what are they doing? Stagnant offense. Turnover. All right. All right, do we have any more, Bab? And the lead's back up to 12 for Western Kentucky. 8-12 remaining in the third quarter. Kreiner Time takes score, the nice. ball out and gets the ball. Oh, deflection by Noble. Oh. Almost turned over, and we have ourselves an eight-second violation. Great defense from Western Kentucky. Poor job. By Kreiner in the mean green. You're just ripping into them. <laughs> Poor job by the mean green. Well, I didn't even. Oh, the mean green suck. Well, they really just, they were, it was sloppy, man. It was sloppy. And I didn't, I wasn't trying to just rip them, but I was just, hey, I called it like I see it. Oh, man. True pro. It gets better, though. Noble will inbound now for Western Kentucky. 8.04 left. In the third quarter, West Kentucky with a 12-point lead, 45-33. Micah Jones takes it for West Kentucky at the top of the key. 23 seconds left on the shot clock. Ivy Brown back out to Noble. Noble gets the blocking foul on Candace Adams. Tell us more about Candace Adams. <laughs> no, yeah, keep playing. Mean Green coach does not like it. Mean Green fans do not like it. But Candace Adams picks up the foul. She likes First it. team foul for the Mean Green here in the third quarter. Candace Adams, by the way, this is her 107th game played for the Mean Green, most by any active player. So shout out to Candace Adams for that. <laughs> hey, Candace Adams is listening right now. Shout out to you, Candy. Shout out, Candace. And yeah, you clearly had written that down, and you were struggling to just read it off your paper. Well, I was struggling to find it. I knew I had okay. something interesting about her. I couldn't remember what it was, By the and way, so I was scanning my makeshift spotter board. And then if you want to just play, I think we're about done with the clip that we wanted. But Noble inbounding now for West Kentucky. 7.50 left to go in the third quarter. Smith has the ball. Excuse me, Brown has the ball at the top of the key. Stops her dribble. Can't find anyone. Ball goes up, batter around, stolen by Bradley. The mean green, Bradley pushes, pushes, and gets fouled by Jones. <laughs> pushes, 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 pushes. For some reason, I just love that. Well, at least I brought some energy to that last yeah. part, right? She Kinda pushes, some pushes. Oh, but hey, it was your first oh, time God, doing it. It really wasn't that bad. I mean, well, yeah, you want to critique me a little bit? Anything? I've heard much, much, much worse. Really? Like on air for things. Wow. Yeah. Are you talking about back in high school, though? Come on. No, man. like I've heard, no, like calls of people who have jobs and like 
minor league baseball and the American Hockey League and stuff like that. Sign me up, baby. I see Babs into the underworld sports. Yeah, sports. yeah. Growing up with the Houston Arrows, you got into okay. Howard, let's let's check in on this Binghamton versus <laughs> Binghamton. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look, Binghamton's <laughs> playing Springfield tonight. How's that going? Did you, who who the bleep is that? Uh, the Binghamton Senators, minor league affiliate of the Ottawa Senators, who coincidentally the Stars are playing tonight, and the uh, Springfield Thunderbirds. Um, Can't remember who their NHL affiliate awesome. is. Awesome. Well, when you're there calling those games, are you like, are you the only one in the stands, or do they have friends and family that come too? <laughs> they have a band. When I used to go to Arrows games, they'd average about. Uh, well, their their average was on the the top end of the AHL, which was about sixty five hundred. Awesome. All right, we're talking in the thousands. We really, hey, that's and there is your AHL talk for the uh, for the entirety episode, of the rest of my life, decade, yeah, Please. hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. But, Bab, you did go home to H-Town. I did. I went home to H-Town. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. Bab? Is that a... Is that an AHL chub that I see? Surprised that didn't show up earlier. Oh, my gosh. You really hit that thing, but... Now you're just letting it ride. Oh, now you're getting cocky. Now I'm embarrassed. Maybe I should have used a different word than cocky. I need to... I had mine. I did go home to Houston. Good. How was it? It was fun. How's your sis? She's doing good. Yeah, how's Maddie doing? Wait, is she 18 yet? I think I forgot no. that name. Oh, it's April, right? First. Something like that, yeah. April Fools. We still um, need to figure out if that's a Wednesday, by the way, because then she can come co-host the show with us. Yeah, good luck getting her up to then. Um <laughs> Such yes, I did go. A lot of haters. I did go. I did go. Uh, I did go home to Houston. I worked uh, three basketball games over the weekend. The 6A Region 3 tournament was hosted in the same arena I graduated in from high school. Good memories. Richard E. Berry Center. Uh, I got to do. Pl- uh, Shout out to Dick. Yeah, thanks, Dick Berry. Uh, and I got to do um, uh, public address for all three games. So is your voice nice and lubricated? Uh, by the end of that, it was nice and gone. Mm. Um, but I did get to see my alma mater advance to the state uh, tournament, Cypress Falls High School. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool, man. Really happy for you, Bab. Good old uh, Coach Flores and his team. Coach Flo. Uh, they're playing uh, this Friday. That's awesome. Good against, luck. Against uh, somebody. Can't remember who. Cool. So pulling for you fun. guys, Coach Flo. Yeah, that sounded. Fun. Oh, I also got that was one. Of, that was a busy week for me. Busy. I did PA. I did PA for six events. No, seven events in a span of four days. Flex that muscle. It's bad. tough when your voice is a mix of Fergie and Jesus. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, come on. And just I did, straight sex. I did. Two, I did trick. <laughs> I did two softball games on Wednesday, and then the game Eric was doing. Yes. You may have been able. I didn't even listen. You may have been able to hear me in the background. I did. I filled in for Rob Coffee in the women's game for PA for the. Oh. Uh, so you did a great job. So you were the, the one that was like Candace Adams' first personal foul. I was yeah. actually. Now that I think about it, I was kind of using you as a cheat sheet. As soon as I would hear you <laughs> say what it was, because I was like, I had too much going on. I couldn't look up and see. Okay, who's got this many fouls? Who's got that? Who's got this? I mean, I got enough focus just trying to get the score and the freaking time of the game. But I was actually following up everything you said. I would hear you, and then I'll just basically just echo you. First team foul, Candace Adams. Personal foul called on Candace Adams is her first personal foul, first team foul. Shout out to Candace Adams. Yeah, shout out way. to Candace Adams. Actually, you could have done that. She would have actually oh, heard you. One, one, uh, one funny story with the, doing the PA for the women's game. 
I, I, I've, this is the first time, this is the highest level I've ever done PA public address elements for that game. Before it was just for high schools, which are all, you know, they're usually, usually at neutral sites, the games I've done, and you have to, you know, everybody, you can't, you can't really show favoritism to one side yeah. or the other. This is the first time I could do that. And I grew up with the Rockets, obviously, and their PA guy, I can't remember his name. He just, he like just left it. He's the, he's the Grizzlies PA guy now in Memphis. Um, but he was the PA guy all up from like the late 90s until a couple of years ago. Would would purposely put a bunch of difference between whose names he was calling out. So, you know, for like the Rockets, you know, it's James Harden for three. For, yeah. It was something like that. And and he, um, you know, if someone else scored, if the Spurs were in town, he'd, he'd just, he'd sound super upset about it whenever he'd. <laughs> Tony Parker. For you know, three. Just, that bastard Parker. And, and well, he'd do it so slow and in these chunks too. So he'd do, you know, Tim Duncan, <laughs> just awesome. like he didn't want to be there, and so that, that was my influence on that. So I did that for the game, and he'd add a, he'd always add an extra bit to it whenever someone hit a three, and it's just four three after the name. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was so you know, so I was doing ah, uh, who was number twelve for Western Kentucky? Who was really good? Kendall Noble. Noble. That was it. Yeah, Kendall Noble. 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 So Noble, you know, so Noble. you know, Noble would hit a shot from the a three from the corner, and I you know, Kendall Noble. Or three, <laughs> and the score, the official score people from Conference USA who were like sitting a couple chairs down for me on press row. The first time I do that, just go <laughs> and start cracking up. I'm glad they got a kick out of that. Yeah, well, at least they picked up on it. Some people might get a little butthurt about it. I was thinking yeah. they might need a butthurt alert for that. Butthurt alert. Yeah, there was a surprisingly large contingency of Hilltopper fans there. Interesting. They travel well, I guess. They're but, like uh, the best. I'd yeah. say consistency among all sports in terms of. How good they are! The, yeah, the Lady Toppers and the, the Lady Toppers. Yeah. yeah, well, just West Kentucky. Period. The football team is pretty good. We've got a good men's and basketball team. Do you call? Did they call them the Men Toppers or the? Nah, it's just for the women's sports. They're it's just the Lady the Toppers, I think. Otherwise, right? The uh, Lady Toppers or the women's. For the men are the Hill Toppers. Men are the Hill Toppers. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they're the Hill Toppers. Yeah. Ladies are the Lady Toppers. Wow, that's really yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, that's a good. I spent uh, aside from the Lax game, UFC two hundred nine was this oh, yeah. weekend. That was good. I know Combine you actually texted me and said, "Hey, you watched 209." Yes, I did. And I was like, "Dang, all right, Eric." But you were you were pretty happy, weren't Man, you? Man, that regular chub is starting to wear out on you, huh? Now everybody's getting on the UFC train. It's rubbing off for sure. But uh, he didn't fight, so no, he didn't. Still shows my he dedication. Didn't. But I thought the fights were pretty good. They were pretty good. I like the Overeem. I'll tell you what, that Overeem one still was the one that just really stuck out to me, man. Holy crap. It was like a freaking movie where he literally grabs the guy. He's got him pinned up against the dang. Oh, here we go. Oh, look. Walchick's already strapped up today. Way to oh. be planned. Way to come in planned, Walchick. I walked in ready to go. Good for you. Tuck to the side and all. But Overeem has this big freaking other monster. These guys are heavyweights. He's yes. got them pinned up against the fence. Do they call it the fence or the cage? The cage, I guess. Okay. But pinned up. they also say don't grab the fence. So it's really both. Yeah. Okay. 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 So they got him pinned up against the fence or whatever. This monster, Overeem's got him pinned up. And literally, Overeem steps back. And you saw it. He, he grabs him by the back of the head and takes this guy's head down while he brings his monstrous freaking HGH knee up to this dude's face and bust Well, there's him. no way. Look, the UFC is big on testing for human growth hormone Listen, and PEDs. Listen, that dude took the horse, whole USADA deal. You would need horse tranquilizers to get over him to the ground. Oof. He's a big Especially guy. Especially back Stipe in the day. Miocic has knocked him out. Well, he's the way, current heavyweight champion. But, yeah, you're right, man. That was a great fight with Overeem and Mark Hunt. And apparently, I was telling you the other night, 
Overeem was dealing with some food poisoning, was in the hospital, apparently. Dude, that makes it even that more day. impressive, man. Yeah, just in, I don't know. Anyone who's had food poisoning oh, knows. You can't crazy. do anything besides bleep and throw up. Yeah. And by bleep, I mean totally shit yourself. Poop. Bad. Same time stuff. Coming out the tush and the mouth. Maybe at the same time. I've had that happen once. Hopefully, I've had that happen to me uh, twice. And you're only in luck if you're fortunate enough to have built your house or your apartments in a way to where your toilet's directly next to your sink so you can be dropping down on the toilet while you're also leaning into the sink to vomit. Yes. Right? So well, that's like I, the technique. I grabbed a trash can. And oh, just so you like went trash. You sat on the toilet and barfed into the, yes, into the trash can. Yes, okay, that was so my technique, go. which was still gross because I had to clean the trash can I was going to say, because then you got to dispose of it. It See, was I'm nasty. To... It was nasty. But if I throw up in the sink, that's never been a good experience for me because it's difficult to like, especially if it's junky. Oh, dude. To, it doesn't drain well. No. Oh. I don't a... like that. I'm either toilet or... Uh, yeah, I don't like I don't like to do it in the sink. But listen, when you're food poisoning and I'm I'm crapping my pants or I'm crapping on the toilet and I'm throwing it up on the floor, no, dude, I'm gonna sit there on the toilet yeah. and I'm gonna yak into the I'm something. But lately, these days, whenever I'm just throwing up, to be honest with you, like if you know if I just have one of those times where I got to yak. Now that I'm at my apartment, I live by myself. I'm on the first floor. I don't I don't want to clean up anything. I'm good about kind of. I'm actually really good about vomiting discreetly. Uh, like whether it's in public or what do you like, mean? But like I've had times that like discreetly. my friends discreetly. Like my, have you vomited now? Just like during like shows? yeah, you didn't even know that discreetly. I vomited twice during this show and you didn't even see it. That's wow. what I mean. You, I've had two one, you separate. vomit a lot. We probably need to get that checked out. Yeah, but you well, are a master vomiter. I'm a master vomiter. I really am. And here's what I mean by that. I've had two separate occasions. I mean, I've had plenty of occasions for this, but the two main ones that my friends can attest to. Corey specifically, he's hosted this show. You guys know and love and trust Corey. I do, with my heart. All right, so freshman year of college, I don't even go to UNT at this point. I'm taking classes at TCC, and uh, Corey is a freshman here. So Corey lives at, at home with his mom, but it's Just not ahead of you here. in life. Yeah, exactly. He was smarter and better. Again, he's a physics guy. You looked up to him. Sure. So I'm going to community college. I suck at life. My friend, my smart, better friend, is going to a university down, down the highway. So I came up to, to kind of party with him. It's the first weekend of school starting. Um, so they're doing, you know, the frats do their rush parties and stuff. And this is the only time here for all you. They probably a, all wanted you to join. Here's a pro tip. Yes, they sure did, my friend. I almost got roofied that night. Oh, roofless. So it was almost Never awesome. understood why they called him roof. So the night could have been better is what I'm saying, but I digress. Anyways, so we show up, frat parties, again, pro tip for all you fellas. Uh, if you want to show up to frat party and you don't actually want to be in a frat, the only way you can actually get in is if it's during rush where they pretty much just let anyone in and they're full, they're full on promotion, 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 right? Especially if you're a cool looking dude like Walsh and Bad, right? You're just going to slide right in. I think we'd stick out like sore thumbs. Well, at least you have thumbs, right? Unlike wolves. That's true. Shout out to Arian Foster. Arian Foster. We'll get to that. Battle of Wolf. Or I should say Wolfs. Wolfs. Because the way he uh, the way he tweeted it, or the way he like wrote wolves. it, it was... A lot of haters. How I say wolves. His, he tweeted wolves, plural, W-O-L-F-S on Twitter. So he Twitter. didn't put the V in there? Or the E. Wolfs. That's like wolfs up your food. Yes, wolf. exactly. So shout out to Arian Foster for, like that. for the wolfs. Anyways, let me but, digress again. Yeah. Frat party, freshman year, Puked all over UNT, 
were we got two girls. I have a girl that I actually uh, ended up dating at the time for a short period of time. She's with us and one of her friends. So it's me, Corey, and then two ladies. Who two were not, dimes. Probably one was at least a dime. Um, two cute girls for sure. I mean, you know how we rock. Well, I know how you rock. Well, fair. Corey, Corey, on the Corey, other hand, and yeah. I are almost on the same level. So I mean, I assume I, I don't doubt that Corey can't pick up very attractive women, but I know that if they're rolling with you. They're supermodels. Well, Corey's girl, the only thing you can guarantee is that she was alive and breathing. Nothing else. Those are the only qualifiers. Anyways, all four of us pull up, pull up to the... (laughs) Alive and breathing. (laughs) Yep, that's it. We're good. That's the only qualification. Hop on. Okay, so we pull up to this frat house right here, right here at UNT, and uh, we pull up at the parking lot right in front of the house, and... The girl had uh, this bottle, this handle of vodka. And anyone knows me knows I don't like vodka. And this is really one of the reasons why it stems from that. My distaste for vodka. So we pull up and she's like, oh, by the way, I have this uh, part of a bottle of vodka in my car. Why don't we chug it before we go in? You know, have, take a couple of swigs. Such a great idea. Take a couple of swigs. Sure, yeah. Let's drink this it's nail polish genius. remover real yeah, quick. exactly. It was, it was awful. Well, well she, didn't, she didn't mention the fact that it had been sitting in her car for like a week and a half. And this is August in Texas. So that means it's been through. Oh, it's warm. Well, at the time it wasn't because it was nighttime. It had been it, so it was it was kind of like room temperature, which I assumed it was in the it was in the car. But, but it had been baked like seven times see, over. Exactly, it had been roasting in a car for like ten days in the Texas heat, and I had no this idea. This is like rotisserie vodka. Yeah, yes, and it and it wasn't as good as that sounds. I might vomit actually, right now. Rotisserie vodka in my mouth. Good. Yeah. So it was bad. So so here's oh. what we do: we step out of the car, we each take a pull. Cool. I can say, ooh, that was, wow, that was tough. And I'm not a crazy, especially like, at the time. You had to take a minute. You're yeah. taking a deep breath. But I'm breath. with two You're girls, starting man. starting to feel the, the uh, yeah. uh, you know. And these two girls were a little bit older than us. We're freshmen. Oh, so you're it's trying like, to live up to them. Well, it, in, a, in a little bit of a way, but there's still that aspect. Anytime you're around girls as a guy, you know, you're trying to, you want to be. I mean, I'm clenched up. Totally. Yeah, you're totally, you're puckering all night. So, so I was, we're, we're taking pulls. I take one. I'm like, wow, that was not good. This sucks. And then we go around one more, right, for, for good luck. So that's what we did. I take two pulls of it. And then we're standing in the parking lot. She caps it up, puts it in the car. We walk across the street. Literally walk across the street, and the house is there. All the houses are there, but we're going to one in particular. There's people outside. There's, you know, there's guys standing at the door, all this bull crap. Well, as we're walking across the street, I am realizing this is coming quickly. <laughs> I'm talking about the throw up here. So the throw up, Sorry. I can feel it rumbling in my stomach. I'm walking across the street. I have this girl in my right hand and Corey's girl's next to her and Corey's next to me. I thought you were going to say Corey's girl in your left hand. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it, that would have been so much better. Freak. But the story wouldn't have been able to work out because she would have seen me. So anyways... From the right, you have this random girl that Corey's with, and then you have the girl that I'm with who's holding my hand, and then Corey's next to me. And as we're walking across the street, it's coming up so fast. I'm like, oh, my God. So I literally, I catch the vomit in my mouth, and when I get over into the grass, I literally, and turn away where I know she's not going to be looking at me, I literally just spit it out into the grass. Corey sees it and starts chuckling, like cracking up, and I'm like, Corey, don't say anything, because the girls did not see it. We walk in, the guy bouncing the house, the frat house, did not see it, and I walked in smooth sailing and had a fantastic evening. Only you, man. It was it was incredible. I was like, wow, that oh, was... Oh, no. Only time I've ever had a public issue with that was right at the bar. 
I mean, I oh, was, that's oh, tough. Oh, I've had it at the bar too. Oh yeah, I have another one. I bailed from the bar, vomit, oh, come back in. No, this was like I was. It was. I don't know if it was South by Southwest this time, or if I was just going to visit a friend in Austin. But it was UFC fights again. By the way, just to wrap that up real quick. The main event sucked. Woodley and Thompson, they both were very hesitant. I fell asleep. Uh, yeah, it was not good. Not a good round. You know, it was the second time they fought, it was the rematch. The rematch was not as good as the first one. The other fights were good, though. My girl Amanda Cooper, who's a high UFC fighter, she got choked out real quick, but impressive by the girl that choked her out, blanking on her name. And then the co-main event, which was a replacement fight for Khabib Nurmagomedov and Tony Ferguson, because Khabib didn't make weight and had a whole issue doing that, who wants to fight Connor? And Connor's like, well... You can make weight. You back out of your fights, blah, blah, blah. Turned out Connor called this thing. You know, that's exactly what happened with Khabib. He backed the hell out. So that fight didn't happen, but the replacement ended up being awesome. These two dudes are just throwing haymakers the whole time. So overall, good card. But this was a different UFC fight night two years ago, I want to say maybe. And I took shots with my buddy at the end of every fight and for every knockout or submission. And we're talking like we got in the, in the teens for this because, I mean, there were at least... There were five fights on the main card, and I think there were four prelim fights. So that's nine shots right there. That's a hell of a that's a hell of a night, man. And I would say, what were you drink? What you, what were you shooting? It was whiskey. Whiskey. It was Jameson. I want to say. So it wasn't weak. Old no, it was good Texas stuff. Texas heat. Jameson's quality. Good. Right. Okay. So I was nice and toasty. We get it. My buddy comes back. He was at work, and we were chilling at his apartment, just drinking. So we're like blasted. Sure. He comes home like. He's ready. He hasn't. He's sober. Wants to go out and have a good time. We get in a cab. We go in the cab. I can feel myself like if I have another drink, this isn't ending well. Bye bye. Yeah. So I tell him I'm good, bud. You. I want you to catch up. Have a good time. I'm chilling. I'm feeling good. I'm solid. Calls me a bitch. No. Calls me a bitch in the bar. Really. Not only that. He gets the bartender to call me a bitch. Damn, dude. I actually really like this bartender guy. Bartender looks at me. Oh, why are you being a little bitch and not wanting to have a drink? So me. The little bitch. The Jewish South African in me. Yes. I'm not going to be challenged. I'm rising to the occasion. Good. So my buddy and I have our drink of choice at this time. We went through a phase where we drank a bunch of Irish car bombs, which is a pint of Guinness and a shot of Jameson with a little bit of Bailey's Irish cream on top of it. You drop the shot of Bailey's and Jameson into the pint of Guinness, you chug it. Gosh, man, that's just a lot at one time. Yeah, Irish, because he's Irish. Oh, and you know I love the Irish, okay. baby. So I'm like, whatever, dude. We down it. I take the drink, put it down like a champ. I'd say like two beats later, I know, oh, God, this is not ending well. So he's turned around. He's like about to pay this. I got my other buddy to my left. I take a burp, look down to try and get it away from the table of the bar, uh, and it just, I'm talking freaking fuels out of me like like lava. Man, the best thing I can describe it is like a firefighter's watering hose, that fast and furious oh, coming out. Wow. It was just a shot, boom, straight onto the floor, a little bit hit, splattered, hit onto the desk, uh, the bar top. Good, oh, that's what they get. dude, it got onto my chest. It was, I felt like I smelled the rest of the night. I was so embarrassed. I beelined straight to the bathroom. We got kicked out of the bar. <laughs> oh, of course you did. Oh, man. Even though it's the bartender's fault, man. He starts calling you a bitch. There's no way you're going to take that. Well, apparently she said, like, dude, normally we wouldn't care, but somebody already threw up. Oh, uh, we've had this issue once so, before tonight. Yeah. And See? we got, we got, we kicked out. Hey, I partied the rest of the night like a champ, though. Danced on some girl. Honestly, you're usually, you feel so much better once you yak, I right? felt much better. What I didn't feel good about was, like, the reoccurring waft 
scent oh, of throw yeah, up that I would that's get in my point. nostrils randomly. Well, did you get it on you at all? Yeah, it was on my chest. Oh. Yeah. So did, you just went shirtless the rest of the night, right? I, I No, <laughs> no, I didn't do that. Well, that's unfortunate. Well, I was in public, and I'm somewhat self-conscious, and mainly at that point, I wasn't. At that point, I didn't care what happened to me. But I don't think I could have been accepted into the bars with my shirt off. Free the nipple, man. I'm all about freeing the nipple. I'm all about making sure your genitals are taken care of, too, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Whoa! By the way, Eric, before we get into our show, and I know this has been a really long before, intro. Before we actually we, even we get into, start, like, the topics. we're 36 minutes and 24 <laughs> seconds in. I don't, we, I don't think it's been bad, to, though. We, we, we derailed we to... We tail off into just, like, amazing, cumtastic stories of ourselves. I love it, man. This is vomit-tastic. We are, we're giving you... We are yakking up what you want to hear. Exactly. Yes. And this just, and you know who we can thank for this? Steroid freaking horse tranquilizer himself, Mr. Alex Overeem. Alistair Overeem. Say that again. Alistair. What did I say? Overeem. What did I say? You said Alex. Alex Overeem? Oh. Whatever he is. Overeem. Same thing. The monster. The guy who jammed his knee in the dude's face twice. Mark Hunt's face, yeah. Who? Mark Hunt. Not Mike. Mark. Oh, okay. Hunt. Like, I'm hunting you. Yeah, he's... So thank out uh, Overeem for this thank great you, vomit Alex. conversation because he freaking knocked a dude out after having food poisoning that day. Yeah. Incredible. But the combine did happen this weekend. Sure did. And I know you're a big fan. We're all, I think, draft, combine, just NFL draft nerds in general. Sure. Right? I can admit... As we speak, I'm strapping up my combine chub right now. So what were your thoughts overall from the combine? You know, it's like four days. Yeah. It's telecast, televised, NFL Network. Underwear I was busy Olympics. this weekend, so I recorded like each seven-hour day. Yep. Just finished today. We're talking like two or three hours ago. I finished watching the DBs. Way to put in the homework, baby. <sighs> sweat. I'm proud of you. Gooch sweat dripping. Oh, yeah. Were you in your underwear watching that or? No, I don't do that. Really? It's only for special occasions. Oh, yeah. I was underwear and bag of chips all weekend. Uh, I'm a nerd about the combine. I really do enjoy it. Uh, I don't think it means, you know, you get into how much does it mean, actually. I think a lot of the stuff that really matters are things that you don't even, that we don't even get to see. Like the interviews, the medicals, that kind of thing. It's just a good chance. And the other thing about the combine is that's really where, and a lot of people don't understand this, the combine is really where... You have the draft prospects. The whole league is just in Indianapolis, and they're all conversing, and free agency is the very next week. Free agency is days away. So all these GMs, agents, players, all these people, they're all getting with the brass of whatever team they're with, all these free agents, and they are they're working, talking, chatting, seeing what's going on, and that's when a lot of these free agent deals that we'll probably get to later in the show that are going on as we speak, a lot of those... The groundwork on those things gets started at the combine. So that's something that's interesting that you don't get to watch, but you, you you need to know that that kind of stuff is going on. And that's what sets the table for, I mean, really the entire offseason. And I'm a trust the tape kind of guy. Tape doesn't lie. So for me, I like the combine because it's a good excuse to watch and talk football again. Watch but a bunch you're of freaks. exactly right. Where it's it's important for the GMs and the coaches and the agents to talk and meet and figure out hey this is this guy's a free you know because there's a 
there's a window of tampering where you're allowed to legally tamper, I suppose. Yes, before. that's what we're in right now. So yeah. the combine isn't technically like the legal tampering. That's all like behind. That's technically not legal. But you know they're tampering. Yes, for sure. You know it's happening. And then the official tampering period begins like it began on uh, it yesterday, was Monday. maybe? Or yeah, Monday? it was uh, Monday. I'm pretty sure at, uh, at noon. Is when it is when it started, but then then and you, you can agree to deals. Players are yeah. agreeing to deals right now, but they don't officially get signed until or they can't officially sign until tomorrow, which it will be Thursday, March 9th. And I don't even know what time it is. Sometime in the afternoon, it's maybe midnight, it's noon, man. or maybe I think okay. it starts at midnight. All right, maybe it's midnight. Midnight yeah. tonight, you'll see. Okay. It used to be when I was a little kid, like in middle school and high school, I used to literally try and stay up. You know, ooh, can I stay oh, up till me midnight too, man. to see like. The big, the big time deal and for free agency, <laughs> yeah. like at midnight, who would sign where? And it was always some like lower level player, but would get a monstrous deal. Like Brandon Carr goes for yeah. five years, 50 million with the Cowboys. That's like, the yeah. beauty. Anthony Henry was a huge signing, you know? Yeah, Henry. Yeah, Anthony Henry. Henry's another one of those names. You know what? Okay, what do you call a guy named Henry? You call Richard Dick? You call Robert Bob? Do you know what you call a guy named Henry? No. Hank? Had a boy, Bab. Damn. That's you, the uh, what I believe is the one true name of our uh, uh, professor oh for yeah. sports broadcasting. Okay, there you go. Mm. Our sports broadcasting professor. Henry, Shout out, Mr. Henry Dickinson. Okay, so if you everyone really, calls him Hank. If you and if you really break break his name down, yeah, his name is Hank Richard. Son. Son. Yeah, Hank Richardson. Or Henry Richardson. Henry Winkler. Yeah. The Fonz. Oh, the, is that who that is? Yeah. I have no idea. You're the movie buff here, man. The I don't Fonz. know. That's a TV show. I know it's a TV show, but it's Happy all relative. News. It's all the same. It's all the same. It's all the same. It's the dad and holes, too. Well, so... Makes so, those shoes not smell funky. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Sploosh. Gosh, that was a great movie, man. <laughs> I love holes. Stanley Yelnats. Stanley Yelnats. Hey, Stanley, is your last name, your first name spelled backwards? Sure is. This belongs to him. Get off me, lizards. We've been eating onions. That, that would be pretty awesome to have your first name and your last name like that. Yeah. It's like pretty it's, interesting. It is pretty cool. It's like race car, right? Like race car and then backwards it's race car. Yeah. Right? I forget what that's called. Um, I don't know what those are called. I don't know where you're going with that. Anagrams. I'm lost. Really? Yeah. Well, it's like how like when your first name, Stanley Yelnats, yeah. and then backwards, Yelnats is also Stanley. Oh, that's right, because never mind, it's different because yeah, like, race car and race car is the same thing. Stanley and Yelnats are two different. So that's on me. It's on you. Yeah. But shout out to Anthony Henry. Shout out. So and, that's cool. And we'll get, I mean, we'll find out. But the combine, you're right. That's where that stuff starts. We had a little leak of a possible three-team trade that I got geeked about. Send in Cousins to San Francisco. That was never going to happen. Yeah. Man. San Francisco then sends Dallas the number two pick. Dallas sends... The Redskins Romo, and I was like, And oh, Dallas ends up with uh, uh, Miles what? Garrett, right? Miles Garrett! Yeah, because you know Cleveland is really probably going to take Deshaun Watson at one. No, they're going to take Miles Garrett. For the record, I think Miles Garrett cemented himself at the Combine. Did you? In the Underwear Olympics. Yeah, dude, the dude's a freak. First off, I don't think the offensive lineman should bother running a 40s. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I think that's sense. stupid. Show me the 10-yard splits. Sure. A 40... When the hell, unless you're pulling and a screen busts open, you know, you're never going to really have to run 40, 40s. It's kind of silly. I'm with you. It doesn't matter. The split does matter. The 10-yard split, split matters. matters. I don't know. You're Same thing for defensive linemen almost. 
There was but a, a little more so important for D linemen. I'm okay yes. with that. Yeah, there was a tweet where I can't remember who it was. If it was Ian Rappaport or somebody said, uh, you know, in the combine, they should start holding on to the backs of uh, linemen's jerseys during the 40-yard dash because it would be more realistic. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. <sighs> I don't they know. They should. They do. Yeah. They should. I mean, that part's a little eh. And then, of course, John Ross. John Ross blew it up. He broke Chris Johnson's 40 with a 4-2-2 blazing. I just do not understand why he would not wear the wear Adidas cleats. shoes. Yeah, the right? cleats. So the Adidas cleats are like the Cheetah Leopard cleats that apparently if you broke Chris Johnson's 40 time, which has been held for eight years now, something crazy. Yeah, something like that. You got an island. John Ross was wearing some Nikes. They look nice. They're like green, but... He was, and if he felt so confident, which reports where he said I was going to run in the four twos, why do you not put on the island shoes? And apparently, his answer was, "I don't swim." That's fine. You don't have to swim to own an island. I you bet can you got to pay those taxes, though. I bet that's a catch. Like they're not just going to give you an island without a catch. This is America. Or wasn't it like a million dollars? It was like an island. Or. An island has a lot of property taxes. I'd be willing to yeah, bet. Yeah, I bet homie might go bankrupt. But he, you know he's going in the top half of the first round now. You run a four-two-two, and he did really well with the drills. And you put the tape on. Aside from the Alabama game, but who doesn't? You know, he had a costly fumble, only like four catches for twenty-something yards, and he struggled a little bit. But their whole offense did. Browning wasn't healthy. Their quarterback, he was running around like a chicken with his head cut off. But you watch the other games. John Ross, was, I thought it was a really good player. Uh, I, I heard Charlie Casterly of the NFL Network compare him to Brandon Cooks. Chuck. Of the Saints, who they're looking to trade, by the way. He's on the shopping block. But, hell, that's a quality player right there. You, you can't teach speed, right? That's a guy that's going to take the top off the defense, tilt the field for you, and he's got good hands. Yeah. So line them up inside, outside. That's a valuable piece. And in a wide receiver class where I think there's a lot of good receivers, but I don't think there's that elite receiver. There's not a Julio. There's not an A.J. Green. There's not an Odell Beckham Jr., even though I don't even know if he was the first receiver taken in his draft class. Taken at 13? Probably was. You think so? I don't know. I think his class was a pretty loaded class. Bab can look that up for us. But there was one year that had a loaded, loaded class. Kelvin Benjamin went at the back half of the first round, and I think that's the same class. Jarvis Landry was taken in the second round. That dude's a first-round talent. With your Dolphins now. Oh, yeah. Love me some juice. Oh, man. I love Jarvis Landry. Yeah, he's he's a good player. I really like Jarvis. I'm glad we got him. Receivers are one of those positions to me, though, that they just, eh. They, they don't affect. They just don't do the things that, like, winning. Like, you look at Brandon Marshall. As good a receiver he is. He hasn't been on a winning team. You never made the playoffs. So, yeah. yeah, never made the playoffs. Believe it or not, Odell Beckham Jr. was the third wide receiver. I thought so. Taken really, in that draft. I believe that. Don't doubt me. Uh, don't Beckham, doubt me, bro. Beckham, oh, Mike Evans. Beckham was 12th overall, 7th overall, Tampa Bay Buccaneers took Mike Evans, 4th overall, Buffalo Bills took Sammy Watkins. Sammy. Sammy Watkins. He's underperformed. Man, and a little was... that bit of that is injury for sure. And Buffalo in general. Yeah, I know. we know you don't like the Bills. Well, yeah, I hate the Bills. You don't like the Bills. Can't stand them. But Mike Evans has been a freaking phenom. Yeah. Yeah, Mike Evans. Well, Mike Evans has been good, and Beckham's obviously been good. Watkins has been a little so-so. What an awesome class, though. Was a good class. Yeah, look at all these first-round picks. You got Clowney, first overall with the Texans. Khalil Mack, fifth overall. Evans, seventh. Anthony Barr to the Vikings at nine. Mm. Taylor uh, Taylor Lewin. Taylor Lewan. Taylor Lewan to the Titans. Beckham Jr. to the Giants. 
Aaron Donald to the Rams. Oh, Ryan, he was my favorite player in that draft class. Ryan Shazier to the Steelers. Zach Martin to the Cowboys. C.J. Mosley to the Ravens. Peace. Ha-Ha Clinton Dix to the Packers. Very good Jason Verrett to the Chargers. Pro Bowler. Teddy Bridgewater at 32 to the Vikings. Been way better than I thought he would yeah. be. Just, that's just what the first. What year was that? That's that was 14. Wow, that was a good class. That was a great class. And then you had Derek Carr at 36 overall in the second round. And Jarvis Landry won the yeah, second Jarvis round. Landry. That's right. Man, My man. Allen well, Robinson to the Jags. I think this draft wow. class, this draft class right here, not necessarily the wide wide receiver position, but in general, this is a really deep class. I think, yeah, people are gonna you're gonna get some good. Devonta players. Freeman also in that draft. Ooh. There you go. So I mean, you're you're gonna get some good players. Farted, in this by draft. the way. Did you really? You so, are gassy. I, I, it's yeah. Come out with it. Where it was Chinese. You dog. I know. Literally. I tried I tried the Oriental Express, the drive through place around here for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. All I got was some fried rice. Not the healthiest option, but I was just like, you know what? It's quick. It's easy. It's cheap. Got to carve up before the show, man. And it's costing me. It's costing all of us. I hope no women listen to this show ever because I already have trouble getting a date. This is not going to help you, man. <laughs> if they just knew how good you looked in here, though. That's true. I'm trying to brighten up the room. Well, yeah, that I looks mean, to me like <laughs> what a joke. <laughs> so again, I think watching the combine was fun because you really could see wow, there is a there's the depth to this draft class through and through. You look at the DBs, the you look at the defensive side of the yeah, ball. Yeah, the defensive side in general is phenomenal, particularly the defensive backs mm. and the defensive line pass rushers, and on offense, the tight ends. That is probably the best position. Good call. It's not sexy with they the quarterback. They ran so fast. They're I've phenomenal. never in my life seen tight ends run that fast. Evan Ingram from Ole Miss. Yeah, he pulled Ooh. in something ridiculous. I mean, everyone expected O.J. Howard four, to run four. well. I think yeah. O.J. Howard had a 4-5-1. Yep. But, yeah, Evans had a 4-4-3, I think. It was, Unreal. Yeah, it was a lot. Of, I don't Unreal. Know, I don't remember what the numbers were, but there was a lot of guys under four under four sevens. I mean, there is some freaking gazelles. The DBs, 22 ran 4-5 or better. Okay, see, Unbelievable. so it's, it's just freak shows, man. It just shows you. I mean, the generational freak show athletes. That's what's cool about the Combine, and that's what's so interesting about it is because you can compare numbers over the years. So everyone who's in this in that building that's that's on the field is a freak athlete, right, relatively speaking. So you just got 300 freak athletes in their physical primes, and they're all just competing. It, it's like it, it's incredible. And then five years down the line, you can look and see – Okay, a guy like Kleiner or a guy like um, Alec, uh, Khalil Mack or any one of these guys that you look at and be like, all right, let's go compare his numbers. Von Miller, you saw them doing that. And then you go compare numbers from like five, six, seven years ago to guys to guys now, and you can see the difference. Just like, man, these guys are developing into just – they just keep getting Leaps more and, and more freakish. Jordan Willis was a name that I really wasn't from Kansas State, and I've watched some Big 12 football. I'm not a fan of, of Kansas State players you're really. not i love the way snyder coaches though are uh, you sh- me pop quiz bill yep. snyder was a former assistant coach at what school north texas yes north yeah. texas under hayden fry but continue the hayden fry coaching tree is real no i think kansas state's had some tyler lockett i liked him coming out they've got some players now that uh i loved arthur brown the linebacker that went to the ravens <laughs> he's garbage he's he I didn't he's turn out to be good he didn't turn out to be good it's jordy nelson jordy nelson and, and it's Lockett. this jordan willis kid you put up his combine numbers put him next to david Clowney, and they compare the dude's athletic that's a guy who probably his stock raises for that reason alone you're right he put up great numbers and it's causing me to now go back and say i need to watch some tape of him is he that good haven't done it yet will but we got time. It, that's a good case of like, hey, what you were talking about. And I thought that there were a lot of big names and storylines in this combine. 
Jabril Peppers was interesting. Yes, really Where interesting. the hell does Jabril Peppers play? For me, I heard a comparison to a Troy Polamalu bab, and I'm sure you'll like that. I just for the Steelers. The, you don't think so? Or to me, maybe a Bob Sanders, because I don't think Jabril Peppers can cover really well, but he just is around the ball. He can tackle. Mm-hmm. He's quick. No, I just and I love his returnability. I mean, he's going to be your primary kick and punt returner day one, mm-hmm. and that's a valuable commodity that's overlooked. Special teams, three phases, all three phases, baby, of the game. You got to count sure. for them. I know, being a Cowboys fan, we haven't gotten much in the return game since Dwayne Harris left. Unlucky Blackfoot, you don't like him? Mm-mm, fumbles too much for me. I mean, lucky Whitehead. Whitehead? Excuse me, I thought it was unlucky Blackfoot. It's lucky Whitehead. Excuse me. Pop him. Yep, my bad. Uh, Lucky's got some ability. Does he, he have some shape? He hasn't though? scored. I, mean, I don't he, know. He's, he's quick. He's fast. They hit he's him on those speed. little jet sweeps they from time to time. They love that play. And sometimes it works. I think he fumbled one during yeah. the regular season. They love doing that play when they really should just hand it to Zeke. There's never a time, and I talked about it a couple weeks ago with Trent on, and we were talking AP. There's never a situation where it's not a good idea to just put it in the gut of Ezekiel Elliott. That's right. And let him take you to the promised land. That is 100% correct, my friend. But what did you think of Peppers? Because he worked out with the linebackers and the DBs, which mm-hmm. I thought was really cool. Yeah, no, it was cool. I, I mean, I, that's the other thing I wanted to make note of is I think we're going to start seeing a little bit more of that. You know how we usually, and for a long time, we've seen, okay, the league kind of transitioned a little bit into the uh, the 3-4 scheme where you have like those two stand-up outside linebackers like the, the Vaughn Millers, the DeMarcus Wares, the undersized defensive end but super athletic. Uh, right, so we transitioned to that. So those guys would probably play defensive end in college. Right, Hassan Reddick's. Yeah, I know who we both love. Yeah, really love Hassan Reddick, man. He's my man crush for sure for this draft right now. Um, but the thing about the, the like the three four, so you see a lot of guys from college that play defensive end. They're a little undersized. They're athletic. They say, okay, we're, we want to play you. We want to see you at outside linebacker in our three four scheme. And so you've seen that, and now that's come a, a norm. You see that all the time now. The D-linemen stay and do some linebacker the drills. The tweeners. Exactly. A little bit of the tweeners. Well, I think the new tweener position you're going to start seeing is that is that transition, because you see the speed. The, everything's spread out now. Everything's fast. Everything. You look at Atlanta. What did Atlanta do? They got a bunch of young, undersized, fast dudes, right? So I think you're going to see that transition where a guy who's a safety maybe in college, uh, Maybe uh, maybe he's a little slow for safety. Maybe he's a little big for safety, a strong safety in the box. You bring him down to linebacker. That's what they did with Dayon Buchanan coming out yes. with the Arizona Cardinals. Because so in the first round, he was a safety, but they moved him now to weak outside linebacker. Because now, especially with all the spread stuff, you're playing a lot of a lot of mo- your base package at this point for most defenses in the NFL and college, really. I mean, you're playing these nickel, sub, dime packages where you're bringing on you're, maybe you're throwing a linebacker off the field and bringing on a safety to play in the box who can also cover. You know, it's that tweener position where maybe you're not, maybe I don't want you as my safety. Maybe you're a little big. Maybe you're a little slow. I can bring you down. And then now you're slow safety, but for a linebacker, you become fast. The thing with Peppers, though, that's interesting is I think he's undersized for that's linebacker. The, and that's what I was going to get at. But he's fast. Size. I think he's got solid speed. I think he ran, what, a 4-4-3? Four, four, um. Uh, yeah, yes, four, four, it was. Seven. Yeah, it was in the 4-4s. Four, it was fours. in the 4-4s. Four, yes. Mid to late 4-4. Four, four. Yeah, it was a solid time. Yeah. I think he's fast enough. I, I just think the guy is a playmaker. He's able to get around the ball and good things happen. Hell, I know Jeff Cavanaugh and the fans even it talked about it and apparently reports were from the Combine. Some teams thought he might be better as a running back or on offense, period, just as an offensive player. 
He's just a football player, man. Yeah. A jack-of-all-trades. And when you think of guys like that, what's the team that pops into your mind? Jack-of-all-trades. New England. Oh, yeah, New just England. Just a team that can plug and play guys wherever. Yeah, for and they're, sure. They're versatile. Well, you definitely, if you're going to take it, if you're going to take Peppers, especially in the first round, I mean, you, you have to have an idea of what you want to do with the guy. Because I don't really know. Some some people look at him as a safety. Some people look at him as a linebacker. Some people look at him as, I mean, I can't imagine how they look at him. I don't think anybody actually looks at him as a traditional linebacker. I think the only way you can look at him is if he's going to play safety, but I don't know if he's going to be, if he covers well enough for that kind of thing. So he's, he's going to be definitely a liability. In he coverage. does have a really good. The combine showed his personality. You got him in front of the cameras, in front of the microphone. He's really confident. I like that. I, I want alpha male players in get my that locker playmaker room. Playmaker aura. Yes, about he him. brings that energy to definitely. the team. He he knows he's going to be great. He wants nothing more than to be great. So, looking at that perspective, I really like him. But I just don't know. I don't know if he does the necessary things well at that size that you have to do. He's an interesting player, and I think depending on who you ask, one guy's going to love him. Yeah. The other guy's probably going to say, eh, I don't think he's a first-round no player. I got no use for him. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you have to have it a It just creative. depends on the team. It gotta, depends on yeah. the team. It depends on the scheme, how you want to utilize him personally. I think he could be a solid, strong safety for me. Okay. That's right. I think he could play there, and I'd compare him to a Bob Sanders, a guy who's going to be more in the box. You play him around the line of scrimmage. You just let him run free and make plays. And and that's kind of how I'd like to ideally have a center field, rangy, free safety that can kind of cover up maybe some of the lapses. Like if, Hooker. If he gets out, Malik Hooker for sure. Out of oh. Ohio State. Oh, Didn't Jamal get to... Adams is also yeah. really good. It's Those are two of the best safeties we've seen coming out in a long time. Yep. And that's what I think also puts a little bit of a damper on Peppers because it's like there's stud safeties. It's not like a team who really just wants a safety right now has to reach for a guy like Peppers. There's going to be two stud safeties that go in the top probably 15 picks. Top 10, 10 picks. I think. Top 10 picks. Yeah. Okay. So two top ten picks at safety, no one has to no one has to go out of their way. For yeah, peppers. I think Peppers is a back if he's going to go in the first, which is a question. He might be one of those guys that slides out because, like you said, we don't know where he's going to play. He's just he's the interesting guy that you just don't know. It's to hard me, to project he's where the most he's going to end up. Polarizing and maybe intriguing player of the draft, him and Christian McCaffrey, a guy who I loved coming out of college, broke Barry Sanders' all time just yards yeah. for a single season. I think they said he averaged 30 touches a game in college. He's heavy workload. He can play out of the slot. He's going to play running back. Shannon Sharp came out on Undisputed, who we've talked about a couple of times on the show. If he were black, he'd be a top 10 pick. I don't know that I agree with that. Sharp said, wait, Sharp said that if McCaffrey McCaffrey were black, he would be a top 10 pick. Hmm. That's, I mean, I I could see that. It's just a little bit of like, it's the opposite of what we're used to, right? Where you, it's usually like you look at quarterbacks and people, you know, the theory is that some people don't uh, don't grade out. Like if you look at two equal quarterbacks, one's white, one's black, people say that they grade the white one better. That's something that's weird. That's like a, it, it's a, it's you've a got bias years like thing, that yeah. where they're talking about Deshaun Watson, his unbelievable wonder league score. And he's com- being compared to Peyton Manning for football intelligence. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't I don't necessarily always agree with but it. But I do think like 10 years, I think the, the sports evolved. But I definitely agree with you. There was that knock on an African-American quarterback. Aside from Doug Williams, we hadn't seen it done until we've seen Russell Wilson and Cam and Jameis Winston in the new age of player kind of now take that stereotype and chuck it to the side. But there was that question mark. Well, I think you're even seeing it now that brings up the question. I think Tyrod Taylor is a is a good quarterback. I Buffalo do too. Just decide to retain him. And then look, you got Mike Glennon, who people are talking about. We haven't seen him playing forever. He's five and thirteen as the starter. He's not good. 
He hasn't shown anything to show that he's good. And we're talking about him as getting maybe making 15 million a year on the open market right now. Whereas Tyrod Taylor, who's proved it, he almost got freaking cut from, from Buffalo right now. So it's interesting. It's just interesting how that works. But I think there's something to this McCaffrey thing. If he was if he was black, maybe people would uh, consider him higher, put him there more with Screw the color, right? We're I mean, we're millennials. I think, I think we're like we're beyond that crap. The dude can play. No, he is the I dude think, is a player. Now I'm not gonna say that he's better than Leonard Fournette or Dalvin Cook or even Joe Mixon. That's the guy we're about to talk about. I think Joe Mixon, as as just player wise, I think is, and he showed it at his today. He's probably really the best running back, just based on. Do you think he's the best back in the class? I think I would. Yeah, he's the best back in the class. Oof. And then I think, and that's hard to say, argue, man. And I actually think I have McCaffrey second. I love Christian McCaffrey. I, I think, think he can do a lot of things. And in the new age NFL, I think the Patriots are the showcase of. Look, you can get tons of mismatches with your backs out of the backfield, yep. isolating them on linebackers or just in the passing game, on the wheels, on just quick dump-offs with Deion Lewis and James White. Christian McCaffrey fits that mold. We've seen Danny Wood have have tons of success, whether that's been in New England or in San Diego. Christian McCaffrey fits that mold. And this year, especially when you watch Stanford play, he tried to prove he can run in between the tackles. I think he showed that toughness. And 30 touches a game, and he... He dealed with some nicks and bruises, but he played most of the games this year. He showed some toughness, too. He can carry that load. Yeah, I just think that uh, he's one of the best receivers in this draft, and then he's also one of the best running backs in this draft. And he's got the bloodlines. His yes. dad, Ed, was a hell of a player and for he the can, Broncos. And he can really run between the tackles. People don't give him enough credit for that. He does all this open field stuff. He does the return game. He catches the ball out of the backfield. He can run between the tackles. He's very good at that. And the only, the, really the only knock for me is... Uh, maybe slightly durability if you if you're worried about him that way I could I could understand that but then also uh, his pass blocking that's one thing that he's not great at so now might be that's he's a undersized a little bit yeah it, it's a little bit of that it's technique it's it's a lot of want to it's understanding things so he can improve on that but that's a that's a big thing because if you have a back like Ezekiel Elliott who can do it all that's a back and who that's what sets Zeke five. apart exactly. exactly that's that's a big thing people raved about Zeke coming out was his he's a three down player. And he's a pass blocker, man. You don't have to worry about taking him out of the game because he's susceptible on a third down passing down of getting beat by a blitzer. He can stand in there, pick up a blitzing linebacker, nail him in the chest. You can move on. He can save your quarterback, and your quarterback can look over and sell by you dinner. You saved me there. Yeah. Chris McCaffrey, though, I like a lot. Now, Reuben Foster, I know you're a linebacker guy. Reuben Foster, to me, is head and shoulders the best linebacker in this draft. Yep. Gets kicked out? What was the story there? Yeah, I don't know. There's been a couple of different reports from the way it seems is he just got, I mean, and I don't know. I don't like judging certain things from a distance like this, not really knowing the full story. So it's hard to really know one way or the other who's really at fault here. But from what we hear is he just got impatient in because they do all these testing and medicals and he wasn't going to be able to perform at the combine anyway because he has a shoulder injury that he's recovering from so why even really be here well yeah but they still want to interview him and do all the uh all the medical I tests think they get okay that's right and he left the day before the linebackers were going to go right yeah well because they do the first day which is where you're doing medicals you do like your weigh-ins and then like your bench press and that's it and then the next day you do the on-field drills so during that first day when the linebackers were all getting their checked out and uh, getting medicals and stuff. And it's thorough, man. You're going through all these teams. There's a bunch of different doctors. Supposedly, you know, they're pulling on you. They're tugging tugging on you. It can be a little bit uncomfortable from what I hear, especially if you have an injury. And at the same time, 
you know, especially if you know these players are like, oh, oh, I hope I don't have something because they, I mean, they are checking you like crazy. I mean, they got every the machine you know, to see if something's some exactly. disorder you weren't aware about. Your draft stock plummets. Yeah. So Foster, who is the number one linebacker, inside linebacker in the draft out of Alabama, absolute monster, uh, shows up to the combine and during this medical, the the whole deal when they're doing the medical stuff, he got impatient, started bickering with one of the doctors or nurses that was in there, and. Um, Basically, it got a little bit heated, and they sent him home. So I don't know. I don't know what was. I said still think or, he's a hell of a player. I'd love for him to fall to twenty-eight. Well, from what I hear, this isn't affecting his draft the stock. stock. Okay. Now his shoulder is obviously an issue, and who knows how true these reports are that come out. It could affect him a little bit, but from what I'm hearing, that particular instance, which I'm sure teams have more of an insight on what actually went down, they are saying it's not. That's not going to affect his draft stock. So I think if he falls, it'll be more to do with his shoulder. Maybe they maybe they don't feel comfortable with it. But, hey, I hope he falls to 22. Because if he falls oh, to 22, yeah. come join me and my Dolphins, the baby. The greatest yeah. football team. We take the golf from, or the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. Yeah. We're in the air. We're on the ground. In the sea. We're always in control. Swimming around. And when you say Miami, you know what you're talking? You're talking Super Bowl. Because we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. Y'all don't know that song? Bab, yeah. you don't know that song? Unless you're a Dolphins fan, I, I don't think you know the song. I figured Bab was into that kind of stuff. Are no, they in the AHL? No, oh, yeah, I probably fair, fair point. This is actually a NFL team here. They play this for yeah. like the 72 team, the last team that was good? <laughs> yeah, forget about Dan Marino. He wasn't good. Did he win a Super Bowl? I knew that was coming. No, but Dan Marino was right great. Right on cue. He was great. No, he sucked. He didn't win a Super Bowl. He was great. He was awful. But he didn't win a Super Bowl. Sure. He sucked. You said he sucked. No, you did. You no, no. It. You said he sucked. You just said he sucked. Bam? <laughs> I never said Dan Marino, but Eric did. Dan Marino didn't suck. He just didn't win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Great quarterback. Just didn't Greatest quarterback have... to not win a Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. Hands down. Easy. I got another quarterback we can talk about not winning a Super Bowl. We do. We'll get to that. Let's talk about the elephant in the combine, which yes. is Joe Mixon. Or not at the combine. Not really. at the combine. Wasn't invited because the NFL now has this policy if you've been, what is it, any kind of off-the-field physical Yeah, any, any sort of like domestic violence issues, any violent, really, really I think it's any violent issues at all that you have off the field. Um, like while you were in college, I think the NFL is now saying, we're not going to let you, we're not going to let you come to the combine. So obviously Joe Mixon's got the video out there. He knocked out a girl now did you not even knocked her out he broke her face i mean my punched her really hard yeah it's bad only didn't knock her out because she had a freaking crimson chin mm. gosh dang it bad did you see that video have we all seen this everyone video? everyone that's interested in football has probably seen the video cool if you haven't seen the video you need to go look at it because it'll it'll give you some context as to what we're talking it's about totally effed up it yeah. should never be a, a woman should never a man should never put his hands on a woman period well you have two i'm pretty sure you have two inebriated uh, parties, yeah, and there's no excuse. And I uh, supposedly there might have been some instigating going on from her part, definitely some racial slurs. There's always two sides to every story, but either way, inebriated or not, you should never resort to physical violence, especially a man on woman. It should never happen. It's unforgivable. Granted, though, people make mistakes. We're all humans. Mm -hmm. We all have times in our lives where we just lose control of ourselves. We make poor decisions, and by whoo. That is about as poor as poor of a decision you can make. Mm -hmm. And I don't think any three of us, and I want to make this clear because things can get twisted. We live in such a PC freaking culture now. 
none of us, none of us are ever going to condole what Joe Mixon did. Not at all. Not for a second. No, that's not us, okay? But when we're just talking about him as a football player and as human beings giving people second chances, this happened two years ago, three years ago even maybe. Yeah, roughly. Uh, Early 2014, yeah. Okay. Okay. About three years ago. And what was, I mean, I know Oklahoma didn't handle it well. Did he get suspended for that whole year? Yes. Yeah, yeah. he was full year suspended. Okay, I mean, people... Some agree, disagree with they how Oklahoma like, handled it. Listen, I disagree with it because if you watch that video and you're Bob Stoops, it's bad. You, you probably you, should you're be saying off to yourself, the team. "You got to this guy's got to be kicked off the Absolutely. team." Absolutely. I mean, there, you can't have this hanging around. October man. 2014. I'm going to correct here. So okay. a little over two years. Okay. So October 2014, he strikes this chick, and she's at fault plenty, but he's, he's the one. He takes the, the guilty party for the guilty party. Here. No doubt. So he strikes her pretty hard, and now the NFL and now, and the NFL is. I, it's hard because the NFL has screwed themselves so much before with all this Ray Rice and this domestic violence issues that have come up in these last couple of years, and now the NFL is like, okay, well, what are we what are we going to do? To we've well, got to do something. Yes, we've got to. They exactly. certainly are trying to overcompensate now. Yes, and so, but now, what is your opinion on the fact? Are you are you okay with the NFL stepping in and saying, Mixon, we're letting you in our league. We know you're going to go to pro days. We know you're going to meet with teams, and we know you're probably going to get drafted, and you're probably going to be. A really good player in this league. I don't know the right way to go about it. But you can't come to the combine. I think you're penalizing the teams. Because like you said, it's very important for these. This is kind of, they teams get a select amount of visits that they can choose. They get like 30 maybe personal visits allotted. that They can choose uh, players to come in and visit at the facilities. They can meet with them. They can go to the pro days. They can go, they they can can go, go to them to the as pro much days. as they want. And I'm sure that... Hey, everyone was probably at Oklahoma's Pro Day to go and talk to Joe Mixon. But this is a special occasion at the combine where you get all these people together. Each team can meet with them. They can talk to them. There's a lot of important information that teams were not able to get by talking with Joe Mixon, by getting his medicals, and all that kind of stuff. And it hurts the teams from that regard. But I, can, me, un- I can understand why that yeah, they did it. Because that's know, collateral totally damage against for me. It. That's collateral damage for me. Because I think you're going to get arguments on both ends. People are going to be frustrated on both ends. I don't really care. It didn't bother me. Teams are still going to be able to go and get to know Joe Mixon. Exactly. That's my thing. I'm like, listen, man, this guy has a pro day, which we saw he already had today, which he killed. I think he ran a 4-4-3, which was the second best running back time. Jumped through the roof. He's a big guy. He weighed in at like 230. Yeah, he's awesome. And Move, you put the tape yeah. on, the dude can catch. He's a three-down player. He can block. Yeah. He's a freak of nature. He's a freak show. And according to, you know, locally people that I respect here that have gone in and, and dug for information, as far as a teammate goes, and aside from that incident, which was bad, he's been a pretty good teammate and has not had any issues and is a pretty good dude, aside from that. So I don't... It's tough, man. I don't know. He's too good of a damn player to not look into. Sure. And that, the thing about the NFL is I don't have a problem with it because I don't mind the NFL saying, listen, I know, again, I know these guys are going to your pro day. I know they're going to come visit you. A lot of these teams are probably going to have you out to their facilities. They have been doing their research. This combine isn't the only place they're getting their research. Okay. The NFL didn't need the, because then wouldn't the combine have just been filled with, uh, Mixon, Mixon, Mixon. As soon as Mixon's at the mic, everyone wants to know how's Mixon doing, all this. Everyone's talking about Mixon. It would have dominated the talk during the combine, especially on that running back day. The NFL don't want to, they don't want to give it, even if you're saying it in a negative connotation and you're kind of bashing the guy. I don't think they want his name floating around there. We're not giving you any airtime. 
Okay, we understand these teams are going to go get to see you. You can do it. It's up to them if they want to go pursue you. It's up to them if they want to take you completely off their draft board. All I'm saying is you can't show up to my combine. This is invite only. Okay, you can't do it at my house. It's like my dad would say, hey, man, it's fine. You want to, hey, man, if you want to smoke, you want to drink a little bit, you can, you can go do it. You just can't do it at my house. I'm not saying you can't because I can't stop it when you leave. And so I think that's what the NFL is saying. They're telling, it's basically to the teams saying, listen, we're not going to stop you from going to get this guy, but you can't do it in my house. I'm not going to let you. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to make it a little bit more difficult for this guy's path. I don't see a problem with it. And for that reason, he's a first-round talent, no doubt about it. I'd be shocked if he goes in the first round. Not going to happen. It's not happening. No way. PR nightmare. I don't think so. But he is plenty good but enough geez, to be I, here. I mean, I say that, and I hope to God he doesn't land with the Redskins or the Giants or the Eagles or some team that my Cowboys have to play twice, twice a year because he's a headache. See, and that's what you're thinking right now. If you're a team and you're, you're balancing this out here, so you've seen the video, you're disgusted by it, you've met with the guy, so now that's a big step to see, okay, now I've met with them two years later. How is he now? Okay, what's his demeanor like now? How remorseful is he? Has he grown from it? Has, Has he, he learned grown? from it? Exactly. And you can only get that if you're one-on-one with the guy and you're really and you're really meeting with him. And you probably need to do it a couple of times. And I think that's a perfect segue into a little combine game that you wanted to play. Oh, actually, yeah, that's that's perfect. That's perfect. All right. So this is uh in light of the combine and and of light in light of all the Things that surround the combine and that go into it that we talked about. We know about the on-field drills, the underwear Olympics, the sexy stuff. We get it. But <laughs> behind the scenes, right? We talked about it. A yeah, lot of them glutes look good. Oh, man. Yeah, they do. And, uh, and so behind the scenes at the combine is when a lot of the, the interesting stuff really goes down. That if you're, if you're interested in the NFL, you would love to be a fly on the wall at the combine in these rooms where these players are going to meet with teams. And so what they do is these players, after they get all their medical checks, they do all this stuff, they do all this. Then they have team interviews. So for like 15 minutes at a time, it's basically like speed dating. They run these players, all the players through each team or however they do. I don't know if the, the teams pick and choose which guys they want to talk to, whatever, it, however they do it. But it's it's like a speed dating sort of process, each player running through and meeting meeting with each team. So over the years... Uh, things have come out with former NFL players and whatnot talking about uh, the the interesting and ridiculous things we saw even with Des Bryant. Remember, uh, and my my beloved Miami Dolphins uh, stupid general manager Jeff Ireland asked him, asking right. him the follow up question of in the interview room. So at the combine back when Des Bryant was you know uh, there and getting drafted, uh, he sat down with my beloved Miami Dolphins and. Things came out a few days later after the combine uh, reports came out that uh, Miami had through a series of questions, had a follow up that ended in basically, you know, what is your it was like, I think it went like, what does your dad do for a living? Uh, and Des Bryant responded, he's a pimp. OK, and then the uh, the Jeff Ireland said, well, what's your mom do for a living? And Des Bryant said, well, I work for my dad or my mom works for my dad. And so his follow up question was, wait, so your mom's a prostitute. So, I don't think he said it that kindly. No, yeah, that's true. But yes. Wait, your mom's a prostitute? Like, uh, like that's probably how he said it. Maybe he was pulling out like his number, trying to get details. I think he said whore or hooker. Oh, no, I'm pretty sure. Well, He the, said prostitute? The, the, quote, the, quote that I, the quote that I read was prostitute, but okay. maybe not. Okay. 
either way, you can see the kind of questioning that can come through. So there's these there's weird questions. Eli they do. Apple last year it came up. They asked him if he was a homosexual or if he liked men or something like that. Yes. So all that kind of stuff. They 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 just ask outrageous questions. It doesn't even matter if this yes. kid can play football doesn't relate. It really, yeah, a lot of this stuff really has nothing to do with actually if you can play football. They just want to see how you react to really just some ridiculous situations, ridiculous questions. So for 15 minutes, that's what these players do. And, and, and some are worse than others. Some teams, you know, have more ridiculous questions than others. But for the most part, you can expect some some funky questions. So what I've done and what I thought would be fun in light of the combine happening this weekend, this past weekend, I thought it would be a good idea to have Walchick be uh, a combine perspective draftee, NFL draftee. So, so I'm a player. Yes, you're a player. You're at the combine. I'm a player. Yeah, use a player, player. <laughs> All right. So you are going to be interviewed okay. by the one and only me, Jeff Ireland. Sure, well, I can be Jeff Ireland. Okay. That's actually perfect. I will be Jeff Ireland of the Miami Dolphins. We're going back to. And I'm Dez. Uh, well, no, I don't no, want to I'm say you're Dez. I'm yeah, myself. You're, you're just you. You're just you because I'm not going to ask. you. I should have been drafted four years ago. And if you're going to ask Walchuk if his mom's a hooker, the answer is no. She's a nice lady. Right. Leave her out of this. All right. Let me take that off my questions then. Hope you wrote them in pencil. Yeah. So I got, so, so that's what I did. I, I, re, I wrote out a bunch of questions and these are straight from online. I did some research. I can thank uh, SI, I think Sports Illustrated, SB Nation, a couple of these websites that put Side together some articles. Side that's right, baby. No plagiarism. Not cool. Not here. Not up in here. Not up in here. So, uh, so yeah, I, I put together, you know, 15. Let's get to it. I'm getting antsy. Okay. All right. So the first thing I need to know, uh, Zach, give us, uh, give us some information, uh, about your, yourself. So you are height. What's your height here? Six foot. All right. What's your speed? 40. 602. We just need your player profile here. All right, so you got a six second 40. I mean, if I'm if I'm being fake with it, like we'll say I'm 62. I run a 487. I think I clocked myself at Fouts once. Like I was just on the field and I'm like, I wonder what my 40 time is. It was like a 76. It's or bad. Like I mean, that. like realistically, I'm running like an eight <laughs> flat, maybe if I'm on a good day. But for these purposes, sure, I'm like six foot two, 240, run a 485. What position are you? Defensive end. Oh, okay. Nice. What school? North Texas. All right. We're ready for the first one? Walchick, are you? Are you ready? Born ready, baby. All right. Here we go. (laughs) Mr. Zach Walchick. Nice to meet you, my friend. I am the general manager of the Miami Dolphins. Jeff Ireland. Mr. Ireland, good to meet you. Pleasure's all mine. Uh, All right, Walchick. So, uh, is it Irish? You should know. Ireland? Ireland. I don't know what that means. I guess that's Irish. Maybe. Yeah, he's redhead and whatnot. I think he is. So, okay. Or I mean, me as Jeff Ireland. Yeah, you should know. All right. So that I'm on me. Uh, You're projecting on me. All right, man. So I'm interested in you as uh, being my pass rusher. So I'm going to sit down with you for a few minutes, and I'm just going to ask you some questions and just answer them however you think you should, honestly. Yes, sir. All right? Very good. No pressure. Gotcha. I don't want you to feel nervous. I feel light. I feel airy. Because you say you feel white? Light. Oh, well, that too. Yeah, racist. Okay, good. I just want to make sure you're comfortable. Your career's on the line, but don't worry. Don't sweat. Question number one for Mr. Walchick. All right, so imagine you're on a mountain in Alaska. I love Alaska's favorite place I've ever been to. You're on a bus. You're going 100 miles per hour. 
Where are you sitting on this bus, Walchick? I would probably be in the front right by you, Coach. Or Mr. GM. <sighs> wow, you're off to a pretty poor start already. Okay. So are you sure that's that's your final answer? All no, right. I would probably be in the middle with my teammates. I was just trying to kiss, kiss ass <laughs> a little bit there. No, that was awful. You're off to a terrible, terrible start. Great. Question number two in 60 seconds. So you have 60 seconds to tell me how many different ways... You could use one single brick. If I handed you a brick, we're going to put 60 seconds. Bab, give me 60 seconds. All Walchick, right. you just have to give me all the things you can do with a brick that you Ready? could possibly do. You got and 60 seconds. Three, two, one, go. Well, I could break things with it. Cool. <laughs> probably, There's one. Probably not a good start there. Uh, we don't want that kind of violence. Job's on the line. Uh, I could use it as I could maybe sit on it, depending on how big this brick is. I could use it as a stepping stool uh, to climb or see over something. Sure. Um, I could maybe use it as like an armrest or something to lean on. Wow. Uh, I could use it to build other bricks, maybe build a castle or a house or a brick house to be, to be. She's a brick. A, house. a single house. brick? A, a house made of a single brick. A single brick house. Okay. Well, I mean, ideally, I'd, I'd like to find other bricks. Okay, you're doing um, terrible. You have 18 seconds. Yeah, well, you know what? I don't use a lot of bricks, Coach. I'm a football player. So that's pretty much what I got. I didn't fill the time. 10 I don't seconds. Care. I want to be a cowboy, not a dolphin. Five seconds. Wow. <laughs> All, All right. right. I got five. So you uh, you are sucking. Time's up. You are really doing terrible that so was far. Really that was really hard. That was really hard. Yeah. I guess well, I'm not like creative enough to think of what to use a brick for. Well, that's why you're not you a shove it up your ass, Coach. You're not a smart Probably wouldn't to be say that either. All right, question number three. Mr. Walchick, without using a calculator. Oh, gosh. What is 86 minus 17? Uh-huh. Do, 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 do. 64? Wrong. Is it really? Uh, uh. Can you math. really not get that? I'm so bad at math. All right, dude. Here we go. 86 minus 17. 86 minus 17. Come on, Walchick. Jesus Christ. 69. Is that right? Why are you smirking, Walchick? What's so funny? Was that planned? Well, that was the answer. Yeah, I know it was. It took you took you a second. It took me a second because I'm not a mathematician, Coach. Just, I'm a football player. I just want to know why you thought that answer was so funny. We both know why it was funny. Get that smirk off your face. I'm having fun, Coach. Football's fun. That makes one fun, of us. Fun, sir. All right, question number four. When you play football, hopefully you'll get to play on Sundays. And if you're lucky enough in a Dolphins uniform, what are your undergarments like? Do you play in G-string or do you do you go with the jockstrap? Boxer briefs. Do you go with the G-string or do you go with the boxer uh, or with the jockstrap? Boxer briefs, no jockstrap. I feel constrained. Okay. So you're going to choose an answer that's not, not viable. I make my own path. Okay. I make my own luck like Harvey Dent in the Dark Knight. So you don't even wear anything tight. You just go straight boxer briefs. I wear boxer briefs. You wear anything? So like, if you take a you know a nice kick from the Dominican Sioux. I want those tight, tight Under Armour compression shorts. And sure, I'll wear a cup to make you guys feel okay. better. Yeah, because I'm gonna say if Dominican Sioux not just step any on cup, your, a your diamond cup, like the UFC fighters. Well, wear. for the record, Walchick, it's the, the cup's not for the comfort of us. It's for the comfort of you. I'm okay. looking to take care of the family jewels, Coach. I sure I'd like as hell to reproduce hope so. 
and get a son to come through this fine institution. Cool, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Don't get ahead of yourself here. Yes, sir. By the way, Walchick, I just want you to know, don't worry, no pressure. You're doing terrible right now. Bab, question number five. What about just in general daily life? Are you a boxer's guy? Are you a briefs guy? Or are you a free baller? I'm a briefs guy. Okay. See, I pinned you as a free baller. Did you? Why? Well, just because I can see your... can see your... Is that a McGregor chub? Uh-huh. Wow, yeah, I can see your McGregor chub from here. It looks like you're not even wearing any underwear. Well, I wear them tight, and I keep it close to the vest. Because precision beats power, hey, and timing you, beats speed. Hey, Walchick, Walchick, turn your music off. Turn your music off, because uh, this is a this is an interview, okay? So I know you like to have your little... I uh, thought it was a sausage party. No. This is the most important interview of your life, and you are doing terrible. You keep saying that. Thought you should know. I know. Well, now I feel terrible. Cool. Question number six, Bab. Mr. Walchick, what is the drug of choice on your campus? Marijuana. Really? Well, that was like, <laughs> just like instantly. Very, you were very confident with that. Well, if you've ever been to Denton, our mascot's the Mean Green. We're a very green school. Wow. And okay. they call Denton Mini Austin. So I just know naturally we're very hippie. Uh, we're open. We're free. We're liberal. They smoke the herb a lot. A lot of people that I know who had in class Your friends. would come high to class. A lot of joints, a lot of blunts, a lot of bongs, vapes, a lot of things. Wow, you, you Bubblers. really... Bubblers. Okay, wow. I mean, your your initial answer with just the weed would have sufficed, but... Well, Laramie Tunsil, coach, I know a guy that you guys took, yeah. a player, had the face mask on. I, I thought you guys were into the marijuana smokers. Oh, well... It was a safe assumption on your part, but my God, you really are educational on that. A little too educational, if you ask me. High Times Magazine. In fact, you've already earned yourself a four-game suspension. Congratulations. Thanks, Roger. <laughs> what the bleep is a freaking bubbler? Oh, you don't know. You don't want to answer, Walchick? Okay. All I right. don't know, Coach. That's what the kids tell me these days, what they're using. All right. Well, this is the very first annual Zach Walchick Nosebleed Seats NFL Interview Combine Edition. Cannabis edition? Number seven, please, Bab. And remember, I took these questions. These are research. These are these are taken right out of your ass. Well, on if know, his ass is like Sports Illustrated, yes. We know it is. He's a <laughs> yeah. He's it, a freaking fox. It's the swimsuit edition. All right, so this is this is legit, right? This is these are legit questions. So question number seven, we have Zach Walchick. Now, your first math question, you really screwed up. Let's see if you can bounce back. No, no more numbers. No calculator? I never used one anyway. 125. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> minus 56. I'll give you a second. 125 minus 56. That's 69 again. Oh, is it really? I think so, Coach. Oh, yeah. You're right. It is. You perv. Why are you? Sm- why is that so funny to you every time, Walchick? I think we both know why it's funny. That's weird. How did that same answer get there twice? Simple. Must have been oversight by me. My Clearly, bad. Really, you're just a fur. Nothing island. like some dolphins oversight. All right, let's get a uh, question number eight. 
Mr. Walchick, you Caucasian South African American Jew. What animal would you describe yourself as? If you had to describe yourself as any one animal. If I describe myself as one animal? Yes. A one lion. animal. A lion. Really? I'm a Leo uh, based on my sign, and the sign of a Leo is a lion. I like to think I'm a leader. Uh, people will follow me, and you know what? I run this jungle. I run this land, and I love Mufasa and Simba. Well, based on your 40, Walchick, I think you'd like it. I think you're more like a turtle. Certainly not a cheetah, Coach. God, no. But I think I'm a little faster than a turtle or a sloth. No, actually, I think sloth is about where you're at. I feel like I'm about as fast as a dolphin, Coach. Yeah, on land. In the water. My endorsal fin flocking through the wind of the waves. How do you think you're doing so far? I'd like to do this with you all of my draft prospects. You keep telling me I've been doing terrible, so I'd give myself about a negative 10 right now for throwing numbers out there because you love them so much. Or a negative 69. How about that, Coach? Freaking perv. Look at you. You just have to say 69 again, didn't mm-hmm. you? I had to get it out. You're unbelievable. The Cowboys wouldn't ask me crap You're like this. You're sick. You're sick. First class organization. Yeah. By the way, get some self-confidence, please, for these next series of questions. Okay. Because you are leaking confidence. Leaking what? Confidence. Mr. Babb. Thank you for that, Mr. Babb. Question number nine for you, Walchick. If, only if, you are going to kill someone. Well, What? What's your weapon of choice? Now, here's your three options. You don't get a fourth. Knife, gun, or sword? Sword. Why? Sounds really cool. Oh, yeah. Do you like why? why? You like to cross swords or what's your thing? Uh, yeah, on a good day in the, uh, you know, screwing around with the boys in the uh, watering hole, you know, after practice. But overall... I think swords are fun. All right, so you would kill somebody is basically what you're saying. No, with no, a sword. no, thank no, no, you. no, no, thank you. Move on. Thank you. That uh, next question, number ten. Uh, gets wow. louder and louder every time. I cannot believe you said you were just going to kill someone with I a sword. Didn't I just said sword? Question number ten. How long do you think it will be before you make love to a woman for the very first time? How long do you think it'll be until that day happens? My marriage night. Abstinence, coach. I Respect. preach it. Preach what I practice. So, so you're gonna so you're gonna get married though. Hopefully. Hopefully one day. Okay. So it still hasn't happened yet. You said the first time. You answered that for me. Okay. Assuming it hadn't, and I went with it. Question number 11. Question number 11. There it is. All right. Number 11. Another math question. Hopefully this is the last one. Hopefully. Question period? No. Math question. Mr. Walchick, 22 plus 47. No calculator. This is a joke. Answer the damn question. It's 69. Why are you laughing again? Get that smirk off your face. I cannot believe the same. This is the first time this has ever happened, by the way, where they all answered in the same number. This is weird. Question number 12. Is this the last question? 
Yes. This is the last question. Well, actually, no, it's not. Should it be? <laughs> no, I mean, well, I'm Shaker, enjoying this. I just here? have something else planned for the last question. Okay, so. I'll let you know. I'll let, I'll let you know when we have our grand finale question. We have about three more left. I'm ready Alrighty. for the last question. I'd like to talk about Romo. All right, I know you do. Quarterbacks that never won Super Bowls. We're focused on the Dolphins here, okay? So let's get your mind out of the Dallas gutter. Yes, sir. Question number 13. What superpower do you wish you could have if you could have one? Walchick, talking to you. I'm thinking. Oh, was that what you were doing? Trying to. You had this blank stare in your face, like a wax statue. I would say teleportation. Really? I think it'd be really cool to not have to worry about you know, driving or getting to flying to places, just so you're close one of those your guys. eyes, you envision, and boom, you're there. Okay. I'm going to make note of that. You're one of those guys. Yeah. Okay. So I could always be on time to work. All right. Question number 14, please. If you could be a cat or a dog, which would you be? A dog. Hmm. Why? Dog in a good home, specifically. I think they have great lives. I feel like dog is a man's best friend. And nothing against cats. I love cats as well. But I just think being a dog would be a little bit cooler. You're a little more bigger, uh, depending on the breed that you are. So size matters. It depends. Okay. I like a good medium-sized dog. Swimming is something. Cats don't swim. I could go swimming if I was a dog. I feel like my opportunity to go outside and explore would be greater as a dog than as a cat. Just so you know, as the general manager of a football team that's thinking or really was thinking before this conversation we are now having of drafting you as a defensive end, the proper answer to that question was, I want to be a dog because, Coach, I got the freaking bark. And that's all I needed. And you gave me this huge best friend, male best friend. I mean, what did you do there, Walchick? What were you even thinking? Where was your mind in that moment? It's lost. Okay. All right. Question number 15, please. By the way, in case you were wondering, Walchick, you are doing a terrible job. Uh, you've said that. Okay. Good. Just want to make sure you know. All right. Question number 15. Mr. Walchick, how many things can you think of? We're going to need 60 seconds again, Bab. No. Yep. No. How many, how many things can, how many different things can you think of that you could do with one paperclip? I'm going to hand you a paperclip, Bab. I mean, Walchick. <laughs> and I'm going to, and, and, and you got to do something with it. Something useful. Ready? Don't give me this bull crap. And three, two, one, go. I'm going to hold my playbook together with this paperclip, Coach. And I'm not going to do anything else out of fear that I might say something that is not what you want to hear. Wow, I did not want to hear that. Brutally honest. Mother. Okay. All right, well, you still have how many seconds, Bab? Uh, 42. Okay. Let them run. Creativity, nothing. Oh, I got a lot of things that I do with one paperclip. Hmm. I'm just not going to share it. Really? All right, you are not going to be a Miami Dolphin. I mm -hmm. hope you know that. Sure. But I'm still going to ask Put you. Put on the tape. I still. Put on the tape and tell me I'm not going to be a Dolphin, coach. Oh, we still got another 20 seconds. Oh, do we really? Yeah, we do. Mm. Give me another math question, Paper Mr. Clip, 69. Man. Paperclip. What's 69 no. minus zero? No. 69. Uh, 10 seconds left. 10 seconds. Can you uh, please? Five. If I got locked out Take of my apartment, I utilize the paperclip. 
and I picked the wall. Time's, oh, time's up. up. You He's, didn't get gosh, the time. Gosh, man. Gosh, that was so bad. Just when I think you can't get any worse at this interview. Full of surprises, Ireland. All right. This, is this the last one? This, Bab, is the final question and really probably the most important. Oh, fuck. Question finally, number 16. Finally, finally. Put your calculator away. I don't have one. Regis. Good. I hope you're feeling this way. Mr. Walchick, no calculator. What is 69? Let me. God. Walchick. I like to jump the snap, coach. Well, freaking false start. Five yard penalty. I never false start. I got eye on the ball. 606. 69. Minus 337. 669. Wrong. 369. Wrong. 69. That's correct. Way to go. Wow, how did that happen again? Wow, I'm doing the numbers here. Did we end up with the same number on all of them? We did. This, wow. Coincidentally, we did. Wow, I don't know what I'm going to remember more. The fact that 69 was the answer to all the math questions for the first time ever or just how atrocious, atrociously awful you were at this interview that you have, I assume, prepared for now your entire life. Thanks, Coach. Thanks. Get the hell out of my sight. But I want to be a dolphin. Yes. You will never get to hear this after a victory in Dolphin Stadium. You will never. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. Get the hell out, Walton. Bab, we've been doing this for years. Was that the worst? In my years, and by years I mean seconds of being an NFL general manager, that was the most horrific interview I've that ever seen. That had to be one of the worst ones of all time. <laughs> yeah. Cry your way on to Dallas. You lousy. Tell me how the five rings taste. Six. So that so that's an example right there of what <laughs> it's like to be at the NFL thing. combine. Two against the Cowboys. Two against the Cowboys. Ninety five smells. How did that two and one is better than one and two? Most recently though. Ninety five. Two is still better than one and two. Ezekiel Elliott touchdown to end the game this year will be Jarrett's again. Back to back. Jerry Bradshaw twice. Two straight wins. Jackie Smith fucked us. It's not my Well, gentlemen, Walchick, how does it feel? I feel raped. <laughs> you should. You should. I've really let it out, too. I'm sorry. I've been swearing and saying really raunchy things, but I feel like this is an episode because my story later is going to get really explicit. Yeah. So I knew it was getting an explicit rating. So I'm sorry, Mom, Dad, Mama Giafala, Papa Giafala, whoever out there wants us to be like PC and noble. It's just not us. Well, just the just really the, just not me. I the, take full responsibility for myself. The I'm immaturity, sick, sick, sick person. The immaturity on your face every time you said sixty nine. Oh, and by the luck even, of the by the luck even. of the mathematic god, quit projecting it, on me. It ended up being sixty nine every time, and you just had to smirk, didn't you? You couldn't keep it professional. Got my eye on you, Walchick. Mm-hmm. But it, it won't be my eye won't be on you in a dolphin uniform. Yeah. That's for damn sure. Whatever, dude. All right, I'm done here. How'd you like that? I loved it. 
Cool. That was actually fun. I thought it was cool. I thought it was a good segment. I hope it was fun. I thought it was fun. I'm a little kind of like... I'm a little put off, personally. I feel like I've got picked apart. Well, I feel bad for you. Yeah, you guys really made me feel low and insecure. You kind of brought that upon yourself. And I, and, I, and I can't wait to go back and listen to it and really see how actually awful you were, which means the better it was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? Yeah. Cool. Well, well there's our very first Combine segment. We may have to do this every year. This may have to be a tradition. It was fun, wasn't it? It was fun. I had a lot of fun. All right, let's talk about lots of fun. Lots of fun. Let's talk about what the hell's going on. NFL free agency. We're moving past the combine now because really nothing until the draft is going to happen. There'll be pro days. There'll be stuff to talk about here and there. We'll do a mock draft show, I'm sure, when the time comes because that's always fun. But free agency is in the now. Frenzy. And the Cowboys announced today that they are expected on Thursday, which is tomorrow. We record this on a Wednesday night. You might be listening to it on a Friday or Saturday or Sunday or a Monday, whenever. On demand. On demand, pay-per-view that. But Romo is going to be released by the Cowboys. Adios. And, guys, I think we all know I took a hard stance. I wanted to get something from for number nine. Here. I wanted to get something for nine. Wipe yourself with this. Thank you. I wanted something for him. All right? I think quarterback is the most valuable freaking position in sports. Get it off your chest, man. And if you can't tell me that Tony Romo is not... How is Tony Romo not worth a draft pick? Even if it's his fifth rounder? Cowboys don't have a fifth. We could have recouped that. Could have. Tell me Sam Bradford can go for two first-round picks at separate times. One first-rounder last year is traded for a first-rounder to Philadelphia. Like, I don't get it. How is Romo not worth anything? Keep going. And you know what happened was the Cowboys, they didn't, they didn't play ball. What'd they do? They just let it all out there. They let it all hang. They're like, look, we're going to bring in Josh McCown. Well, why the hell are you bringing in Josh McCown if you're not saying bye to Tony? And I get, look, I'm not going to take this anymore. I wanted to get something for you, Tony, but I'm I'm over it. The Cowboys have, have made their stance. Are you sure you're over it? I'm not, but the Cowboys have made their stance. And me complaining about it, you guys know out there, you know where I stood. I'm all about assets, and I wanted something for Tony. And unfortunately, the rest of the NFL said, we know you're going to release him. Sure. We're not giving you a damn thing. So, come tomorrow, I'll get that update Mm -hmm. that Tony Romo's officially been released. Are you ready for it? I don't think there's any way you can mentally prepare yourself. What about emotionally? Or emotionally prepare yourself. Um... I was there that Monday night game on October 23rd, 2006. You were. And at halftime, the Dallas Cowboys were down to the New York football giants. After Drew Bledsoe threw an interception in the corner of the end zone and a pass that was intended for Terry Glenn. Continue. And Bill Parcells said, you know what? I've seen enough. Oh, yeah. And it's time to put in this underafted rookie free agent from Eastern Illinois named Antonio Romero Romo. Beautiful. And here he came. And you know what happened? He threw an interception. You know what happened after that? Another interception? He came back and he threw a touchdown pass to Terrell Owens. Oh, hell yes, he did. And all of a sudden, we thought, damn, we might have something with this kid. Following week, October 29th, 2006, Sunday night football game, NBC national game at Carolina, Tony Romo told the world 
His celebrity crush was Jessica Simpson. Big stage. And he went on to win that football game, throwing his first NFL touchdown pass. Well, as a starter, I should say. He threw a touchdown pass, but his first game starting, he threw a touchdown pass to his long best friend, Jason Witten. And it was a good ball. And from there on, it was just, God, these two, 9-82, to 82, Romo to Witten. Be in my wedding. I'll be in your wedding, bro. I'm there for you, bro. I love you, bro. It's beautiful. And the love affair, the Romo-momentum was on. Everybody was thinking, damn, these days of Chad Hutchison and Quincy Carter and Drew Henson oh. and Ryan Leaf ah. and Randall Cunningham Stop. and Clint Sterner. I can't take it. These days are gone. And Anthony Wright, they're done. No more. We found our guy. No more Vinny Testaverde. Nope. No more Drew Bledsoe. Bye-bye. No more old veteran quarterback. See ya. We've got our young buck of the future. We've got our quarterback of the future. And his name is Tony freaking Romo. And for 10 glorious years, we got to watch Tony Romo keep the Cowboys relevant. Did he get us to the promised land? No. No. But what he did do was give us hope. Hard no. And he gave us Hard no. a foundation at the most important position in sports that we could say every Sunday, we have a chance to win. I'm so proud of you right now. And that was because of Tony Romo. Yes, it was. And there are a lot of fans out there that are going to remember the muff snap, Bab. <clears throat> Bastard. There are a lot of fans out there that are going to remember the 2007 divisional playoff game when the Cowboys went 13 and three, got the number one seed in the NFC, hosted the New York Giants, got up 14 to seven. That lead evaporated and they lost 21 to 17 because Tony Romo threw the game losing interception into the end zone in a pass intended for Terry Glenn. No. But it wasn't all his fault. Really? The offensive line saw blocking in the second half. Patrick Creighton dropped a touchdown pass that would have been a touchdown. And that would have sealed the win. That bastard Creighton. Sure, there were moments throughout Tony Romo's career like the debacle against Philadelphia. The Cowboys lose 44-6 to with a chance to win the division and get into the playoffs. Or of course. The game in Landover, Maryland at FedEx Field where he throws three interceptions and they have a chance to win the division, but they can't get it done. Keep going. There's, there's times where we look at it and we say, damn, what were you thinking? Like in 2008 where he throws an interception to Deshae Townsend that was returned to the end zone against Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh where we have a chance to beat the freaking Steelers. We have Deshaun Choice going crazy. It was cold. We were out physicaling the Steelers. And then what did you do? You threw a touchdown miraculously to Terrell Owens only to blow the game late in the fourth quarter. But I also remember all the comebacks. I remember the last time we really saw him at his best. Oh, yeah. That 2015 season opener at home against the New York Giants where Tony Romo was the best, best, best version of number nine that we've ever seen. Hang on to that. He brought the Cowboys back from down against New York. Game-winning drive, threw a touchdown pass to Jason Witten, and all of a sudden, that was the pinnacle where I looked at Tony Romo's career and I said, this is a guy that has always, always, he's been the Band-Aid. He's had to mask all the, the issues that, that surrounded this football team. We've talked about he's never had an elite defense. Never. But yet he always had this team on the cusp. Cusp. And in 2014, the catch that wasn't, but that was. Should have been. Who knows? Best year of his career, MVP caliber season. I'll remember the good times, Tony. I'll remember him spinning away from J.J. Watt and throwing a ball deep down to Terrence Williams. I'll remember that shoulder pump fake. Yes. I will remember... The glory days, Tony. Good. And even though you never went to a conference championship, and that might make you the fourth best quarterback in Cowboys history because Danny White went to four. But statistically, buddy, you're number one. 
most passing yards, most passing touchdowns, third most wins all time between Aikman, who has three rings, and Staubach, who has two. It's a team sport, baby, as you know, as Dan knows. We all know. Tony couldn't do it by himself. No, he couldn't. And unfortunately, now when the team's right for the pickings and he's got the best nucleus around him possibly, definitely on the offensive side of the ball that he's ever had. Ever. A man named Dak Prescott emerged. And it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately kind of league. But why? Because, as Tony said, that's how football goes. And Dak's earned the right to be the starting quarterback of this team. Let it out. And Tony's going to go on, and he's going to choose, do I want to play in Houston? Do I want to go to Denver? Or do I want to retire and be a broadcaster or be a GM or be an offensive coordinator? Do whatever the things that Tony Romo wants to do, and I guarantee you he'll be freaking successful because that's the kind of individual Tony Romo is. Legend. So while people want to sit here and criticize and blame and look at the bad times, like I know Babs got ready. Bleep hole. I want to talk about the good. And Tony, on behalf of Dallas Cowboys Nation, I want to say thank you. Mm. We love you. You'll always be a quarterback, a teammate. And one day you'll get in that ring of honor. And hell... There would have been nothing I would have loved to see more than you lift that Lombardi. It just wasn't meant to be. No. And if you go to fucking Denver and you do it there. <laughs> How's that going to make you feel? Bittersweet, baby. Just like DeMarcus. You go to Houston, we're going to have a real problem. Wouldn't be the first time Houston had a problem. The armpit of Texas. $72 million. One phone call away, man. That's all Romo is. That's really all I got, guys. Listen, man. Wow. That was Wait, that that's was all you beautiful. got? That was beautiful, man. Dude, no. Oh, it is fumbled by Romo. And then Romo's going to run to the end zone. And he's going to get tackled by Jordan Babineau. Sorry, Walchuk. I had to do that. I had no idea that was coming. Oh, oh. my God. I just said I didn't want to talk about the negatives, Bab. Well played, Bab. Oh, you jerk. Man, you really cried there for a second, Walter. I got emotional, man. You know what? I've always been a supporter of Tony Romo, and some of my best friends have even come out and been like, he's holding us back. But now's the time where it, it's it's literally like Tony Romo, the era's done. Bye-bye. It's sad. If, just assume here, you know, if he never does win a Super Bowl. Because he hasn't. Because he hasn't already, right? No, he hasn't. Zero Super Bowls? Zero. Tony Where, Romo? Zero. Where does he rank amongst quarterbacks, the greatest quarterbacks to play the game, who have never won a Super Bowl? He's not jumping Marino, but where is where is he, too? Well, give me other names. Uh, well, you have your Marinos. I mentioned Danny White earlier, but statistically, he's not up there. You got your uh, yeah, Dan Marino, for sure. Dan Marino. There was that other... Warren Moon? No, no, it was uh, it was Dan Marino. There we go. Uh, it was Dan Marino. The best quarterbacks never won a Super Bowl. Dan, Dan Marino. Fouts. For sure. Jim Kelly. Mm, definitely up there. Dan Fouts. Fran Tarkenton. He might be right behind Marino. Fran the man. Fran, yeah, scrambling Fran. Jim Kelly. Absolutely up there as well. Warren Moon. Vinny Testaverde. I'd put him ahead of Vinny. Oh, no, yeah, way ahead. Dude, Vinny. Yeah, Ken okay. Anderson. Steve McNair. I'd put him ahead. Ooh, geez, Steve's a league MVP. And he, and he played in a Super Bowl. Yeah, I'd probably have to still put McNair, even though statistically he doesn't he got come there. close. But I, I might I might lean McNair over Romo, yeah. 
let's see who else we got. There's a uh, uh, what about uh Dan Marino, Bab? He can never we, won a can Super we Bowl. drop that? Why do you keep wanting to bring that up? Donovan McNabb. He's better than McNabb. Head and shoulders. And I don't care that McNabb went to a Super Bowl. I think Romo's better than Eli Manning, but Manning's got two rings. Yeah, because the Super team Bowl around MVPs. him. You know, give me a break. <laughs> you or I could have lobbed it up to David Tyree if he was lucky enough to make that catch. He did it, man. Don't be a hater. I'm being a hater. A lot of haters. Overrated. I'm not clapping for that. Even though he, he, Manning is one is Eli Randall Manning. Randall Cunningham. I'd put Romo ahead. He was in that list of people that he replaced. Boomer Esiason. He's. I mean, I don't even. I, I think never I'd put Boomer Romo ahead of Boomer. Boomer played in the Super Bowl too. Almost had one one, and then the Jerry Rice, Montana to John Taylor play happened to win the comeback. One of the greatest Super Bowls of all time. No, I mean Romo is. Romo's up there, man. Romo's up there. I, I think, think the first five names you gave are Hall of Famers. I'm not going to put him in that same category. He can't be. I, don't, I mean, can he be a Hall of Famer at this point? I, I don't. Mean, I don't think. Based on statistics, I, so, no. I think you would. I don't have him up in front of yeah, me. Yeah, based I think on statistics, he's he's got a pretty good numbers. It's it's the interesting, third highest uh, quarterback rating of all time. It's the best thing to contrast. I think is a Romo versus an Eli Manning because you have two guys that are two completely opposite. One guy who has has never really put up the numbers, had really big seasons, but he's had two Super Bowl winning years that ended in you know had playoff rushes where he put, he was playing pretty well, right? But all the other seasons in between, Eli Manning was not very good. You can look at that. He's a ton of interceptions, but he won the two Super Bowls. Romo, he's phenomenal throughout the season. He's, his numbers are incredible. All the comebacks, all the touchdowns, all the yards, uh, but he's never won in the big game. So then that's, what do you do when you're looking at like the Hall of Fame? What's your, what's your like, if you're not a cow, if you're not a Cowboys fan. But neither or, of you are, so. Yeah, so yeah. well, that's. Well, that's like what do you it, think? Well, that's like internally, that's my take to me. When I think of, you know, I'm comparing those two with, with Eli Manning and Tony Romo. Internally, I automatically trigger to Eli Manning because he's got the two Super Bowls. But, but based over that on the same, eye test, who's really the better quarterback? Who's the better player? Exactly. It's, 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 it's Tony Romo. It's Tony Romo. But you don't think that because you think Eli Manning has two Lombardis in his cubicle. Exactly. And that's the point I'm trying to make here. Yeah. Is you have the quarterback who's got all the stats and has been phenomenal at his position but hasn't won the big game. Then you have two, another quarterback who hasn't done very well statistically and through the season's ton of interceptions, but he's got two two Super Bowls. So it's all about the rings. It's interesting that to me, but I would rather have Tony so Romo. Than any other. But yeah, I would rather have Tony Romo. I'd take Romo, And too. all the guys you listed, all those guys, I mean, it's hard for me to say because I never got to watch really any of those guys you just listed. Okay, Donovan McNabb you saw. Okay, Donovan McNabb. And I'd McNabb. take Romo definitely over McNabb. Okay, that one, that one's interesting to me. I don't know. I don't have McNabb's, you know, numbers in front of me and things like that. But, I mean, he got to a lot of NFC championship games. It was a weak NFC. And then, um, and then played in the Super Bowl. So, I don't know. That's an interesting one. I think, but I think I would probably lean towards, towards Romo. I'm with you. Romo, to me, is, he is underrated. And he has a bad rap. The narrative on him is... You remember things like what Bab just played, the the debacle in Seattle, and then, like you mentioned, we don't even know, need to go back into it, but Romo's had his There moments. were a lot of moments. But where you it was forget like, all the, what the fourth the quarter comebacks. But, yeah, there were some great moments. There was the Monday night game in Buffalo where he threw five picks, still somehow let a miraculous comeback in the fourth quarter, and the Cowboys won the game. How many times did, you know, when like when they're playing the Broncos, when the Broncos first year, they had Peyton Manning and their offense was ridiculous. Oh. And the final score of that game was 51 to 48. Romo had like five touchdowns, but he threw the one interception at the end of the game. Exactly. And that's all you remember. So, but 
There's something want, to be said for that. You want McNabb Romo stats? Sure. Uh, McNabb, uh, touchdown to interceptions, 234 to 117. He's got 37,000 passing yards and uh, 85.6 passer rating. Obviously, Romo's passer rating, much better, 97.1. Uh, he's got 34,000 yards. So he's about 3,000 short of McNabb. He has the exact same number of interceptions at 117, but he's got uh, 14 more touchdown passes at 248. Wow. Cool. So, yeah, I think Romo definitely, I, w- I would take Romo over them. So there's something to be said for Romo, man. And I was on the Romo bandwagon this season. I'm not a Cowboys fan. I've I've never been. You no, know, you you live Romo, and you were quick to jump to defend him yeah. when Trent was on. Exactly. I think I, I felt AKA like. A.K.A. Brent. Yeah. I, I felt like. Uh, I felt like Romo should have been the guy that they went to 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 this year because I think that would have given them a better chance in the playoffs if he could have stayed healthy. Uh, but anyways, now it looks like he's going to be released tomorrow. So Walchick's got more tears to shed. And uh, where's he going to go? I mean, it looks like is it Seems really like Denver, Denver, see, and maybe Houston? Those are the only two. I think real he options. would probably prefer to go to Houston if he had a first choice. I think the three teams that he's come out, or at least reportedly, and I don't know that anybody really knows. I think these reports are all just. Pre- projections and best guesses well there was some bullcrap report last night that he had just landed in denver yeah which he is was, crap he was at, he was at the mavs the, game. the mavs game where dirk hit 30k baby thirty thousand for dirk big time big time i can give him a round of applause for that big time way to go ah oh, dirk 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 delicious stuff feel good you feel better how he copes with losing Romo. <laughs> so there's more. Novitsky! Very good. I love Dirk. Take a little uh, page out of the Bab PA playbook. Yeah. Emphasis on names, baby. Gotta give some mad love and a shout out to Dirk Novitsky after uh, that 30K last night against the Lakers. And he did it in the, with the fadeaway. Oh, of course. It was the signature the shot. And, Dirk. and it was at home. I thought that mm. was nice to be able to awesome. do that in front of the awesome home moment. fans. It was an awesome moment. Especially for him. There, there's really not a bad thing you can say about Dirk. No, nothing. There's nothing bad you can. And say. I feel like the love universally is just getting bigger as he's getting older. And thank and you to the ring. These milestones. You know what oh, it'll take? That's another example. It'll change. It, listen, dude. If you if Tony Romo goes to Denver this year and wins the Super Bowl, he becomes the Dirk Nowitzki. I promise you won't be the Except same for, for Tony it's with a different team and won't mean as much. It, it won't mean as much for obviously us and for him because, and for him because he didn't get to do it on the same team like Dirk gets to do. But you can see how a narrative can change. How Dirk can go from soft European who can't win. To, wow, he might be best power forward of all time, arguably. I mean, you can you can argue best European player Definitely. certainly can argue hands down. I mean, maybe I mean maybe even the maybe best. Akeem, but eh, I I love Dirk. I'm biased though. So, congrats to Dirk. It, it's a it's an interesting time for Dallas fans, huh, Walter? Because you have this it's thing crazy. where Dirk's going. He's getting milestones. He's getting ballyhooed, national spotlight, and then on the other side of town, you have. Romo probably leaving tomorrow, walking out. You're getting nothing in return. You're letting him go scot-free, and he potentially could go win a Super Bowl. Yeah, especially if he goes you. to Denver. You're playing him in Denver in the regular season. What would it mean? Super Bowl 52, Cowboys and Broncos. With uh, Romo. With wow. Romo. That would be incredible. I'd actually rather be Cowboys-Texans because it's kind of a Texas. It'd be like a Texas duel. That'd be pretty sweet. But well, we know Bad would rather than that, but uh, yeah, yeah, it would be I, the Cowboys losing period in the Super Bowl would break my freaking heart. So just because it's I Tony Romo on the other side, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, dude. Uh, what I would do with myself, win or lose, I don't. I but can't are you pulling that. now? Like, do you, and I think I'll I feel definitely like root I was for the say, Broncos with well, Tony. Yeah, just really root for Tony and whatever team he goes to. Obviously, sure. unless he went to the Redskins or something or stupid. Houston. But yeah, Houston. Eh, I mean, not even. I don't really have a distaste for Houston like some others do because. Aside from their inaugural game, I don't think they've ever beaten the Cowboys. That's correct. And they've never really been, you know, relevant to the, port of com- to the point of competing for a championship yet. But I do think Tony Romo could help them do that. It'd well, be interesting. It would be interesting, and I know you're sad I'll pull you- for Tony, sure. But if he's playing against the Cowboys at all, it's going to be weird. Oh, so weird. Weird feeling. But I'll root for the Cowboys. Can you believe the Cowboys and Texans have only played four times in their history? Because they only play once every four years. They play a lot in the preseason. Yeah, I guess But that's that whole true. AFC, NFC, you only play each other once every four years. Yeah, the 0-2 win for the Texans and then a loss in 6 a loss in 10, loss in 14 in overtime. Oh, we're standing up now. Now we're getting serious. <sighs> Just got out of the stools. Honestly, my leg was falling asleep in the stool. Yeah. It was literally tingling. Well, I think to talk about legs, tingling, body parts tingling... We're going to go into uh, Weird Times with Wolchuk here. Oh, okay. So are we are we stick with that name? Is that the one you want to roll with, Weird Times with Wolchuk? I don't know. Sure. What we're was still, the, still going to keep option? going. Well, it's just a bunch getting of weird wacky, with Wolchuk. Getting weird, yeah, weird belief with Wolchuk, uh, wackiness with Wolchuk. This is an inappropriate story, but this is something I shared with Eric, and he thought it was hilarious. Well, I mean, he thought it was interesting. Just throw me under the bus, man. It's all my fault. <laughs> I mean, sure. it is kind of funny. But if this, I mean, no, it's, definitely, it's really just the title of the article that's funny. It kind of well, makes you think like, whoa, what? Yeah, it's funny. It's, but it, it it's brought good. up a problem because I'm a guy that's like natural beauty. I think, you know, natural is beautiful. And I don't think anybody should feel embarrassed or self-conscious or worried to the point where they feel that they need to go and make a physical change by getting plastic surgery done or wherever it is. Now, Sure, if it's going to help you health-wise, benefits you. Like for all you ladies that need your, you know, your breast augmentations to enlarge them for your for your health reasons. Reduction, we sure. Totally if it's understand. helping you because you're having back issues. No, I didn't talk about reduction. No, I'm enhancements, man. Be you. Okay. Well, it's not you to reduce yourself either. Yeah, but health-wise, right? and I don't know, man. There's pros and we cons. We found the to contradiction. That. Yay. I'm not into fake. It's all right. I I'm understand. into all natural, baby. So you don't like this uh, plastic surgery era that we're sort of no, in right now? No, it feels fake. You can feel like it's fake. All right, dude. Well, so what's up? So you got some wacky... Well, I strolled across an article entitled, A Woman Pays 3,000 Euros for Surgery Because Her Vagina Looks Like a Big Mac. Did you just say a women? Yeah, you said a women's woman. vagina. A woman so it's one vagina pays owned 3, by multiple euros women. euros for surgery because her vagina looks like a Big Mac. Okay, so it's one woman. I felt awkward saying it the second time women. I nailed it. Okay. Just a woman. It's a woman. I will love a woman. Me too. Yeah, so essentially. Unless they got Big Mac box. We know you don't like the Big Mac. You don't like McDonald's. You're not a pro McDonald's. And this is why I thought it was also brilliant to bring up. I think even if you like McDonald's, <laughs> you don't want After Big this Mac story, box. I'll never look at a Big Mac the same way again. So this woman was appearing on a BBC Three documentary entitled My Unusual Vagina. Oh, yeah. Great show. 
had never heard of it. And to be honest with you, I thought that this was a fake story, but it is real. And the article starts off saying it's female beauty standards skyrocket out of reality. This woman, Antonia, feels ashamed to have sex out of fear that her vagina is not visually appealing as well as it's causing pain. Can't be good. Antonia explained how despite her enlarged labia causing her swelling and discomfort. Ah, This is why this is the ah, tagged E. The NHS would not provide surgery, meaning that she had to pay 3,100 euros to a private clinic. Now, we have some audio because I think Antonia describes her situation better than I could. Sure. So, Bab, if you could get that ready. This is how Antonia pretty much just breaks down why she thinks her vagina looks like a Big Mac and how she thinks that regular vaginas, this is what they're supposed to look like. So this is what I think a perfect vagina looks like. I'd compare this to a burger bun. So if you turn it round like that, it's like the bun of a hamburger. It's nice and sealed shut. Nothing hanging at the end. Ew. Draw me what your vagina looks like. But my pleasure to draw you what my vagina looks like. So these are my outer lips, and then my labials drop down four centimetres from the outside. So I have four centimetres of skin hanging from my outer lips. Now, these are like elastic bands, so if I was to pull them, I could get them down to my thigh. If we turn that around, it's a Big Mac. Oh, she's turning the picture sideways. All the filling hanging out the side, the lettuce, all the lettuce hanging out the side here. It's really busy. It's got a lot going on and it's got a lot hanging out of it. I'm... I like that lovely little burger there. And she's talking about a regular <laughs> bun, just a regular closed bun. Which Sesame is, seed. In her mind, it looks how it's supposed to look in the region southern. Uh, so she was just born with this? She was just born with it and apparently she had received bullying comments when... She was with man, like, I can't wait to sleep with someone with a normal vagina. Mm. And you've got a pair of balls. Listen, man, let's not let's not vagina shame in 2017. But seriously, what the fuck? This is disgusting, by the way. Now we're just going all out here. This is awful. This I cannot even believe it's this is podcast, true. It's a podcast, and you know what? You, oh, <laughs> I didn't really want to do this story no, I love on it. air to begin with. But Listen, man, this is wacky. It's weird. So are you. I am. It's a perfect segment. So, so essentially, what, what Antonia goes, the episode follows Antonio's journey, getting her labia plastery operation done in London. It's box repair. And three weeks following the surgery, they catch up with Antonia. And this is how the results are. Okay. When I first looked at it, I thought I'd be really horrified in that. I was expecting like some... World War II zone, like all blood and gore, but it wasn't. My left side is healed. She's brushing her teeth, by the way. Like, what is that? Everything, how I'd wanted it to have looked. But the right side is very swollen and deformed. (laughs) So. Quit shaming, Eric. Well, it just ends perfectly. Yeah, well, it didn't go well. Long story short, it's swollen. So half of it's nice, the other half of it's swollen and deformed. And deformed. And I'll tell you what, 
That's that's like sounds like the worst beef curtain I've ever heard. This is the all-time beef curtain story. Well, apparently in the last three years, the UK has seen a 30% increase in people making misinformed decisions about plastic surgery. It's a real thing. People are just going and doing operations like this without knowing the full extent. So this didn't work for her. It didn't work out. I mean, it might be better than originally thought. Maybe just like a McChicken. Whatever, dude. Maybe now McDouble. it's like a double cheeseburger. I don't know. Or a pounder. But I won't ever look at a Big Mac the same. And God bless her. I hope that she's okay. Gosh, and, that poor lady, man. Yeah, yeah. this is really this is just a... I mean, it was a bizarre story. So it was weird. It fit with this. I thought it was definitely very edgy, very, very yeah. risky. Risque. Uh, hopefully we didn't offend anyone. And if we did, golly, I am so sorry. Yeah. And I look forward to next time we do this segment with Walchick. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Because I've really raised the bar. And I don't think I'll ever find anything as bizarre. Well, I The hope- bar has been set high. It is not getting any higher. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it gets much... Uh, much more disgusting than that, for sure. Well, there you go, shaming again. But at least it's a, uh, it's a listen, man. It's a good thing you just did, man. That's noble of you. It's a, it's a public service announcement. Yeah, you're letting people know. Be careful with all these butt implants and, and there's weird stuff going on. Calf implants, box reconstruction. Guys, seriously, and, we don't need that. No, well, just if you care that much, go put work in. Go to the gym. Do some squats. This situation sounds serious, though. She obviously was in a lot of pain, so she wanted to get it taken care of. I don't know. That's that's not something I can really speak to as a male. So I, I even texted my sister about it to get her thoughts. Yeah. And she just said, shame, that's really sad. And she didn't seem to think it was, like, that ridiculous to talk about. I don't know. but Just mostly happy that she didn't suffer from the same thing. Definitely. Good. Don't swing your butt. Or do. Yeah. We got anything else anywhere else to go now? <laughs> Get your butt right. Very first wacky with wall chick, weird bleep with wall chick, whatever we're going to call it segment, man. Wow, that was pioneering. It was weird. That's for sure. That was that was something. It was weird. Very weird. I'm a, I want to keep doing that, though. We're going to keep, we're I don't gonna keep that keep up. I don't want to talking about it. I'd like to move on. I'm just going to sit right here in this. Bab, uh, you want to pull up the free agent tracker, see if anyone signed? Maybe oh, yeah. give us a little sure. rundown of who's going where so we can get, you know. Yeah, I need to go throw up just one more time. I'll be back. Oh, <laughs> you're very discreet about it. We learned that. Yep, already done. Oh, <laughs> uh, here's the full list. I think I accidentally X'd out of my reported signings. Oh, look who's number one. Yeah, look at that. Tony Romo. He's huh. the number one free agent. He's listed as the number one. According to His NFL quarterbacks are different maker, difference makers, man. Oh, yeah. Tell me it wasn't worth anything. Yeah, because we're right now in the thick of this free agent frenzy, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And quarterbacks are going places. Brian Hoyer signed to San Fran. Here's uh, if this sporting news website wasn't trash. Okay, here we go. Uh, You know what? This calls for more NFL bed music. Okay, so here's who you got. Um... Uh, 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 Trevor Simeon, potentially on the move if the Broncos land Romo. Oh. So that's an if. Uh, potential destination, 49ers. Oh. Wait, is he a free agent? Mm-hmm. Or no, he could, they could they just, just move, they just move trade him. him. Yeah, so this is kind if of independent of free Romo, agency. They're going to let Paxlin sit behind Romo. Okay. And Trevor Mold Simeon him. would head to the 49ers. Apparently, Kyle Shanahan has expressed his affinity for Simeon and what you were saying. 
Eric during an interview with the Broncos Brass. At the Combine. Interesting. Oh, at the Combine. There you go. We know that apparently the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan wanted Kirk Cousins really badly, but I I don't think the Redskins are able to get anybody else. Mm. The quality of Cousins. Yeah, that's the problem. We talked about it off air. We don't think any of the quarterbacks in this class are even first round worthy. No, not especially not to play right away. None of these, I mean, and, and Washington's not a situation. Obviously, it's hard now. You always have to put an asterisk now, thanks to Dak Prescott, because he's the guy who went to a perfect situation because no one thought he could have played right away, and he ended up being able to play right away and playing well. But that's once in a once in a blue moon here. Some rookie quarterback, especially in this draft, goes to Washington, he's going to look terrible. Yeah. So Washington's got to, they got to stick with, they got to stick, stick with, cousins. with cousins, man. They can't, I mean, I would, if I was them, if Buffalo would have got rid of Tyrod Taylor, which we just found out that he's going to be staying in Buffalo. I'm a Tyrod Taylor fan. If I was Washington, I would have tried to ship cousins over to perhaps San Francisco and then pick up Tyrod Taylor if he was cut by the bills, but that never ended up happening. So yeah. bills, uh, Taylor staying with the bills after a restructured contract. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the block. We're kind of going through trades here first. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the block, but the Patriots aren't willing to move him unless they really get what they want for him. Uh, Josh McCown obviously came in today. As Probably going to sign once Romo is officially gone. Yeah, potential backup. That's a to solid Pras- backup. Prescott. I think so too. Better than Sanchez. Uh, Brian. Oh, Ho- yeah. God. <laughs> Brian Hoyer signing with the 49ers, leaving the Bears on a two-year deal. Brian Hoyer to the Niners. Yes. So, okay. so the, maybe weird, the... the weird rotation there resumes. The Niners had no quarterbacks on the roster, so they had to get somebody. Yeah, they yeah. needed to get a veteran guy. Houston's own Matt Schaub resigning with the Falcons on a two-year $9 million deal. Gar- to Adam Schefter. Backup city, huh? Garbage, yep. man. Yeah, I agree. He's done. Garbage. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt expected to hit the free agent market. Will not be resigned by the Patriots. Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson. Chasing uh, multiple teams, uh, including the Patriots, have been named as a suitor. Well, if Blunt's uh, not coming back, he fills that role, doesn't yeah. he? Uh, yeah. Raiders also considered front runners. Mm. Uh, now, here's a bit of uh, conflicting info. Adrian Peterson's dad said the Seahawks have contacted, but, wow. US, but USA's Today's Tom uh, Pelissero is saying that is not happening. So. Okay. You want to trust your Peterson's dad or a pretty good writer at the USA Today? I don't understand. Pick. I don't man. trust anybody these days, but I don't get why. I think that he'd be a good addition to all three of those teams, personally. Yeah, I think so, but I think I don't understand why any of these veteran guys, like we just saw Brandon Marshall go to the Giants. I mean, he's probably had extenuating circumstances as to why he wants to go there. And the Giants, well, he's are got a that decent gig with Showtime. Okay, so we wanted that to say is that filmed makes sense in New then. York. Okay. But he, I'm thinking, yeah, I mean that 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 was an easy transition for him. Because I'm just like, man, if I'm Brandon Marshall or I'm a guy like Adrian Peterson, I am doing whatever I can to get to New England, dude. Trying to win a championship. I mean, yeah, and you might as well, especially if you're you're Adrian Peterson, you're 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 getting a little bit long in the tooth. Your body has been beat up over the years. You might as well get beat up and win while you're doing it. True. Right. Yeah. So, but I mean, all those options were contending teams. Seattle, even uh, Seattle, Oakland. New England, all those are potential teams. I see him and Jamal Charles, both of those running backs, landing with contending teams. Uh, A couple fullbacks on the move. Uh, Patrick DeMarco heading from the Falcons to the Bills on a four-year deal. Uh, Kyle uh, Jasizic from the Ravens heading to the 49ers. A couple more fullbacks. Uh, Mike Gillisley. 
if I'm pronouncing that right. Gillisley. Gillisley. Formerly of Florida and formerly of the Miami Dolphins. Uh, he's gotten a uh, round tender, a fifth round in this case, from the Bills as a restricted free agent. So other teams can try, can try and jump him, but the Bills could match that offer. What about any of these other uh, any other big names that are, have re-signed with their current team or taking visits? Uh, Anything you see that way? Danny Woodhead reached an agreement with the Ravens. Oh, okay. Uh, Fozzie Whitaker, oh, really? former uh, Texas guy, yep. re-signed with the Panthers. Okay. Uh, and the wideout group, Brandon Marshall's agreed to a deal with the Crosstown Giants. Two yep. years, $12 million. Man, him and ODB, they, or OBJ, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, well, they need Sterling to run the Shepherd. ball. That was they don't problem. have a running back, and they still have a bad offensive line, but that is a really good wide receiver trio. Uh, Bears expected to go hard after elite kick returner Cordell Patterson. Hmm. Uh, Terrell Pryor was not franchise tagged by the Browns. A bunch of suitors include the Giants, 49ers, Titans, Eagles, and Steelers. He's a good player, the, man. the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette like reporting Pryor? that the Steelers no. are not interested. I think I Pryor's like Pryor. got some big upside. Yeah, I like Pryor a lot. I just think it's funny that the Giants are in the running. It's just well, they're not they in the just, running. Yeah, they can't be in the running now. That's what I'm saying. Alshon Jeffrey had reportedly, according to Ian Rappaport, a positive meeting with the Bears, though it's still likely he'll leave Chicago. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's a big time. Titans, Eagles, I've heard yeah, rumored they're the, for him they're as in the well. Yeah. Uh, Frontrunner for Deshaun Jackson, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Heard that. According to uh, Tony Pauline, but the Washington Post also throwing in some reports that the Patriots and Cowboys are interested. I think he's too rich for the Cowboys personally. He is a Cowboy killer, though. If you can't beat him, join him. But I like him in Tampa opposite Mike Evans. I think that's a pretty good pairing. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, former Colts, I believe, wide out. Isn't that where he started? Pierre Garçon? Yeah, Colts and Redskins. Uh, Redskins. Uh, he will leave the Redskins for the 49ers on a deal that will pay about $16 million up front. I'm a Pierre Garçon fan. He's getting older in the tooth, but that dude just produces, man. Runs uh, good routes. He's quick. Another former Texas guy, Marquise Goodwin, going to the 49ers, reportedly, according to Ian Rappaport. Sure, Tyrod's upset about that. Uh, Torrey Smith, obviously released by the 49ers. Uh, Jason LaCanfora of CBS Sports saying it's likely the Eagles or Ravens will end up with him. Obviously a former Raven. Uh, Should go back there. Him and Flacco had some good magic together. Kenny Stills is re-signed with your Miami Dolphins, Eric. Ayo. Four years, $32 million, $20 million of that guaranteed. Yeah. Tight ends, Dwayne Allen traded to the Patriots from the Colts. Oh, really? Yes. Dwayne Allen, Colts tight end? Traded to the Patriots, yes, sir. Interesting. According to multiple reports. Did you see what the... uh... No info on return. Okay. He's Uh, a touchdown maker. Yeah. Martellus Bennett, unlikely to be re-signed by the Patriots because of Dwayne Allen. Yeah. Uh, A bunch of suitors include the Raiders, Jaguars, Giants, and Bills. The Jags did just get rid of uh, Julius Thomas. Yeah, he's a dolphin. They need a tight end. He was with the Giants. The Bills have Charles Clay, right? Former Dolphin. Mm-hmm. He's a good player. Uh, Vernon Davis resigning with the Raiders. Three years, $15 million. Or the Redskins. Uh, Redskins, sorry. Uh, Jack Doyle resigned by the Colts and Jermaine Gresham. Jack Doyle. And Jermaine Gresham, a four-year deal to stay in Arizona. Offensive linemen. I'm not as queued up as my offensive line knowledge, so you guys might have to help me through this. Kevin Zeitler leaving the Bengals. Strong interest from the Colts, Browns, and Jags. Go to the Colts. Andrew Luck needs help. Big Ra- time. Uh, Rick Wagner uh, leaving the Ravens, signed by the Lions. Oh, yeah, he's mm. the number one right tackle in the market. That He probably got a hefty penny from them. 
TJ Lang and JC Treader both aren't Treader. expected aren't expected to resign that's with the Packers. Your guy. That's was that your the guy, guy. I was that's talking the guy about? you wanted for the Dolphins, the guard. Yep. There we go. Russell Okung may still return to the Broncos. Unlikely though, ESPN's Jeremy Fowler saying the Jets, Chargers, Vikings, and Giants, Patriots also or Panthers, excuse me, also interested in there as well. Okung is poochies, man. Uh DJ Fluker Can't released by the Chargers, Colts, Saints, Lions, Seahawks, Vikings, and Giants after him. Man, DJ Fluker was a guy I was so high on. I was not at well. I loved him with the half cut top. I thought he was a mauler. Would have been a really good physical right tackle. Yeah, it's just that kind out. of style. I, I prefer like a more athletic lineman. I think he needs I to gotcha. play guard. If he's going to play somewhere, I think he needs to play Hell, guard. If for I don't some think... reason, Doug Free did retire. I'd go for DJ Fluker. Okay, I, I prefer him at guard. What about Ron Leary? Speaking of guards in Dallas, uh, is he looking at anybody? Ron Leary, really? At least on this article, Stan Dallas. Uh, defensive lineman, uh, Calias Campbell, unlikely to resign with the Cardinals. Uh, reportedly, the Broncos have zeroed in on him with their gun sights, but uh, mm. reports are also saying the Jaguars may be in play. Both, uh, well, the Broncos are definitely a 3-4 team, coming Don, from a 3-4. Don Terry Poe, famous for the uh, bloated Tebow pass for the Chiefs. In the, uh, oh, yeah. He was good coming out of college, too, from yeah. Memphis. Playoffs. Uh Becoming too expensive for uh, Kansas City to keep uh, reportedly being chased by the Redskins. Boo. See, I would I would rather have, even though he's got more of a name, I would rather have Hankins at defensive tackle. We talked about this too, Walchick out of the Giants. Yeah, pose a little bit more. He has had some back injuries. I think you're paying for more of the name than you are current recent production. Not that he's a bad player, but I think you can get some other guys for probably oh, wait, here's deal. Here's a late addition to this uh, post, actually, that was added in. Kalias Campbell actually expected to sign with the Jaguars. Good for the Jacks. Morning to ESPN's Diana Rossini. Hey, they've gone after that defensive it, line. You know, they got uh, no, but the I'm guy not... from the Broncos, Malik Jackson, mm-hmm. last year. They they took Jared Odrick from Miami a couple years ago, just released him. They've added some guys on their defense, but I don't get why Calais Campbell, a veteran guy, wants to go to Jacksonville. They probably paid him a ton, but again, I guess these guys just really don't care about going to a winning franchise. I just, I don't get that. Especially when you're old and you're a veteran and you haven't won. You want the money or do you want to chase the ring? Well, and a guy like Campbell's made the money. Go ahead, Bab. Some linebackers, Dante Hightower, not expected to be re-signed by the Patriots. Uh, considered too pricey for the Dolphins. Oh, that's unfortunate because he's uh, a hell of a player. Yeah. yeah, but I don't want to overspend for him. I think there's good linebackers in the draft. Fair Hassan enough. Reddick, not come mu- to me. Not much on where he'll end up. He reportedly had... Uh, a positive conversation though with Bill Belichick. Okay, according to Ian Rappaport, uh, Demarcus Ware is going to ex- the Cowboys explore his options on the open market away from the Broncos. Where hasn't ruled out a return to the Cowboys. Woo, we'd love to have you back, according Marcus. to Mike Kliss of Nine News home. Denver. If his back works, he's still better than anybody we've got rushing the passer. Nick Perry unlikely to resign with the Packers. Uh, free agent value has shot up over the past two weeks, being pursued heavily by the Jets. Elvis Doomerville, released by the Ravens, according to teammate, former teammate Steve Smith. Oh, he's in the know. Working for the network <laughs> of NFL. Steve now. with his first breaking news. Yeah, how he's about so that, good Steve on Smith. TV, dude. Uh, Paul Warlow, formerly the Falcons, been signed by the Lions. AJ Boye. This is the interesting one because when I was in Houston, this was all Houston sports radio I was talking about. It was, OJ, it was AJ Boye. A breakout year. Good chance to be re-signed by the Texans, according to the Houston Chronicle. From what I heard from Sports Radio 610, and I'll quote this myself, they think if the price tag goes up too much, Rick Smith will not pay it. Mm. He'll let him walk. Eagles are the heavy suitors. Apparently today the Eagles offered him a contract and the Texans offered a counter deal. So it's like Houston and and Philly are really going at it here. 
Uh, Aaron Wollaston also the Chronicle saying the Colts, Titans, Jags, 49ers, Browns are teams in the mix as well. Uh, Stefan Gilmore likely to be too expensive to the Bills. Expect a strong offer from the Bears, according to the Chicago Tribune. Uh, Drake Kirkpatrick still iffy on the Bengals, drawing in interest from Steelers and Titans. Brandon Flowers, free agent after being released by the Chargers. And Darrell Revis, released from the Jets, wants at least $8 million to play in 2017. No one no. reportedly has offered that yet. No Go one's going to pay for that. He needs See to move to safety if he wants to preserve his lifespan in the league. Just needs to sit. He's made enough money. Call it a, call it a day. Safeties, Jaleel Adair resigned with the Chargers for four years. Barry Church will be leaving the Cowboys to sign with Jacksonville, according to Ian Rappaport. I felt that was coming. Jaguar, I felt man. that was coming. Jags the Jags, be good. they got money to spend. Okay, as long as Blake Bortles is their quarterback and Doug Marone, I don't know if you guys know much about Doug Marone, I cannot believe they signed him to be their head coach. Anyways, the fact if they have both of those guys there, I am not picking Jacksonville to do anything but finish at the bottom of their division. Yay, AFC South. But they'll have Calais Campbell and uh, Barry, Barry Church. Church yeah. Eric Berry with the Chiefs for another six yeah. years at $78 million. Good yep. for them, getting that done. Uh, Micah Hyde, not received an offer from the Packers, will not re-sign, barring a last-minute change, will enter the open market. Uh, Tony Jefferson expected to sign with the Ravens. Okay, Any yeah, they need a safety. They just solid, strong safety. They just got rid of uh, Elam, right? Their safety from Florida because he had a bunch of potskis. Had a lot of marijuana, and I think he had. Some and he's had some. Uh, he's had some issues off the field, injury issues too. Been a huge bust. That's the guy I was wrong about. I thought he was pretty good coming out of Florida, and he hasn't panned yeah. out. I could get to special teams if this article didn't lock up, and now it unlocks. So here we go. Stephen Hauschka expected to leave the Seahawks after Blair Walsh was signed there. Dan Carpenter cut by the Bills. Nick Folk released by the Jets. Nick Novak and Shane Leckler both re-signed by the Texans. I would think Stephen Hauschka is better than Blair Walsh, but whatever. Fra Let's talk kicker, man. Franchise-tagged players. Kirk Cousins with the Redskins. Le'Veon Bell with the Steelers. Jason Pierre-Paul with the Giants. Kawan Short with the Panthers. Melvin Ingram with the Chargers. And Chandler Jones with the Cardinals. Also, uh, Tremaine Johnson with the L.A. Rams. Sure, when we come back two weeks from now... There's going to be majority a lot of, of these movement. guys will be signed. We'll have a lot to digest. Tons. It's going to be fun. And really, tomorrow, I think we're going to start seeing a lot because that's when everybody can start signing. I think tomorrow, which is Thursday, March 9th, it's going to be the big day. Would you like to hear the NFL, NFL.com's top 10 free agents available? Sure. Number one, Tony Romo. Of course. Uh, number two, Alshon Jeffrey. Mm -hmm. Elias Campbell at third. Brandon Williams at fourth. Uh, defensive tackle, yep. tackle out of Baltimore. Big boy. Yep. Donta Hightower, A.J. Boye, Stefan Gilmore at number seven. Number eight, Kevin Zeitler. Adrian Peterson at number nine. Seems a little higher than I thought he would be. Adrian Peterson. And Terrell Pryor at ten. Interesting. I think Pryor should be ahead of a couple I of I like guys. Pryor. I think he's a young, budding star, yeah. potentially. He's got a lot of talent. But this New isn't, to the position. This isn't some super deep, incredible free agent class. Though. No, this but is, let's be real. If you're that good... That team's not going to let you leave. There's some talent out there, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can definitely build your roster, but this is kind of what propels propels the teams to the draft, and then we can really get to talking talking some draft, man. Hassan Reddick, come to Miami. Yeah, I uh, want you. Be, there's so much, you. so much to talk about in the future. As we wrap this show, Eric, got to give you some kudos, my man. Really? You did it. You went on Zone, your show on NTTV. Yes, I did. And you finally plugged nosebleed seats. I plugged it so freaking hard. He did. 
Maybe we'll get, it. we'll, it'll pop up on YouTube. We'll be able to get some audio for two weeks from now. We maybe but I felt it. it. I stood up and was cheering. Yeah. You said, check out my podcast, No Split Seats. I thought you might get in a little trouble. You didn't care. You went for it anyway. And go see Logan. If you haven't, go see Logan. It is emotional. Bring some tissues. It's Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart's last performance is Wolverine and Professor Charles Xavier in the X-Men franchise. What about, uh, are we going to, do you want to address it? Because I don't even know why I'm addressing it right now because I kind of just want to forget about it. But this whole me singing karaoke stuff, punishment deal, do you I have anything? I was sick over the weekend. Food poisoning? No, I uh, had like a little sinus infection kind of deal. Okay. But um, we're going to work on it. we got to figure out, we're going to work on it. This is a little, I know you're not going to put forth any effort. Zero. So it's really going to be up to me and Tony Casillas, who I know knows some of the local spots for karaoke. He's the guy that we had guest host with us. Yes. So I'm going to talk with Tony. We're going to figure this out. I kind of wish we had gone with that alternative option because it would have been way easier to do. But this is funnier. This is more entertaining for the viewers. If you didn't listen last week, Eric lost the Oscars game that we did in terms of picking who would win the major categories. Eric came in last with zero correct. Which was a surprise. So he's got to sing I Touch Myself. Um, and a karaoke, which, which is, is going to be... It's a fact. Yeah, you got to sing that. So that's going to be fun. But go see Logan. It's awesome. It's the best Wolverine, hands down. And I think it's a top three X-Men movie, period. Two hours of, all time. of Hugh Jackman without a just shirt on. badasses. It's rated R, just Ooh. like our show has been today. Thanks to you. Hard R. Beef curtain. I apologize. I'm a sick, sick man. You wacky bastard. Hopefully the show has not been bad. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm really not sure. I really have no idea if the show is any good. I'm, I'm excited to listen back. Yeah, hopefully it's all right. Make sure you subscribe. Follow us on iTunes, No Split Seats, and on Facebook, No Split Seats Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know. Yes. Love you all. Hugs oh, and hand pounds, everybody. Come boys.